the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. adventurers welcome back to the storyteller squad thanks for joining us here in autumn falls for more monster of the week we're gonna let one of our players introduce everybody this week so we're gonna go ahead and start it off i did rewritten dr seuss quotes for everybody's intros lovely oh my god all right <laughs> now, let's do this he packed up with their presents, their ribbons, their wrappings, the tags and the tinsels, the trimmings, the trappings. But guess what? He doesn't even want them anymore. He's Damien Edgecrest. Oh! Fire out the gate! <laughs> this is so good. New suits, two suits. Whose suits? Agent suits. Who sews whose suits? The fancy sir sews Agent Whitaker's suits. <laughs> oh, God. That's so cute. She makes a story that's really not bad, but it still could be better. Suppose that she adds a strange young girl who talks to trees, a big fox lady who flies in the breeze, a demon summoned home by a small group of friends, and posts to her blog what she thought was pretend. She's Raven Eugenia. Bless oh my you. god. So good. <laughs> he has brains in his head, he has feet in his shoes. He can steer himself any direction he choose, unless his sect tells him otherwise, which they most likely will. He's Hugo Rashad. Wow. <laughs> but because they had stars, all the Kappa Alpha Theta Sneeches would brag they were the best Sneeches on all the beaches. And we definitely don't haze. Who the fuck told you that? It's Bethany Miller. Mr. I said with a sawdusty sneeze, I'm Felicity Starnbrook and I speak to the trees. Oh, oh God, how do we have this? That was beautiful. <laughs> and Aiden. And <laughs> Aiden. I forgot to do Aiden. Uh, I do not like green slimes or beasts. I do not like them in the least. I'm Aiden Brightwood, an angelic feast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was so hard to not send those to you guys while I was writing them last week. <laughs> that was delightful. Wow. And Aiden. <laughs> and Aiden. You know, the other one. Well, welcome everyone. We are going to pick up a little after where our last mystery concluded. We had our flashback episode where we dove into everyone's backstories a little bit. We got some behind-the-scenes reveals. We saw some things happening with our villains. And now we're going to pick up a little later on, because I think sort of wrapping up that scene would just be us role-playing, having pizza and drinks, which as much fun as Mall episode was, I want to get into, like, more things than that. So it has been about a week since the incident at the mall. There has been construction to rebuild and get it open as quickly as possible so that people can get back to the consumerist shopping that distracts them from the daily grind of a normal world. But you guys have other things to distract you from the daily grind of a normal world, that being 
the daily grind in a supernatural world. So let's get our beginning of the mystery rolls out of the way, and then we will decide who we want to jump in with first. I got an eight. So an eight, uh, you get clouded images of something bad that is yet to happen. Mark experience if you stop it. In this case, Felicity, one night this week, you had a vision in your bed, and it was one of those dreams where, like, you were dreaming of waking up from a nightmare. You don't know what that nightmare was, but you wake up from that nightmare in your bed, and you're like, ooh, that was scary. And Ghosty's there, and he crawls up onto your little lap, and you pet his head. And you look outside, and running along the street, and they sort of stop and then look at you, is a group of shadowy figures. You can't make out what they are. They look at you, and their eyes catch the light from your I don't know, nightlight or a street lamp, and it does that reflecting thing that animals get when their eyes get light into them, and there's a bunch of them all at once, and they all stare at you, and you kind of get like a feeling of dread, and then you wake up again, this being the real wake up. But because it was a thing that had to happen when you were asleep, you probably tried to stay up, didn't, fell asleep, nothing happened, and then we're like, oh, I guess it was a fluke, or it's going to happen, but I don't know when. And Raven, you've got a thing to ask? Ooh, maybe not. That is only a five, so. All right. I'll say that Raven probably didn't want to ask any more questions. I think maybe she's just a little bit tired of asking questions, and she's ready for some answers. And so maybe she's just, like, taking a break and hoping for a normal week, given the excitement and pretty, like, heavy stuff that she's had to deal with most recently. And you get basically that. Things kind of seem to settle down a little bit. Do you, like, how in contact does everyone keep now that there isn't an immediate threat that, like, seems to pop up this week? Felicity keeps very much in contact because she has nothing else to do. (laughs) Yeah, same with Damien. We're definitely deciding things about the agency and whatnot. Oh, yeah. We've Mm. been video chatting every day. Okay. Oh, yes. Is there a group text now (laughs) with everyone's numbers on it? Yeah. Yes. I have named it in my phone Monster Squad. Nice. Whitaker has strongly advised against naming it anything relating to monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Felicity renames it Not the Monster Squad. (laughs) (laughs) What have you named it, Agent Whitaker? (laughs) It's unnamed. It's just a group of people. (laughs) (laughs) The most Whitaker thing I think he's ever done so far. Picture it like a Facebook group where when you change the title, it like updates the whole group and it's called uh-huh. Monster Squad, Untitled Group. Not the Monster Squad, <laughs> Untitled Group. Untitled Group. And then just a message from Whitaker, I will keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I have made a separate group chat that doesn't have Agent Whitaker in it. It's the one where you talk about Agent Whitaker. And we've named that one the Monster Squad. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it. When you add Aiden to that group chat, she sends one message. I don't know how I feel about this. Then leaves. So she's only in the one that has everybody. <laughs> oh, that's very Aiden. She doesn't tell Agent Whitaker about the chat. Of she's not part of it. It's fucking funny. Hugo tries his best to not be in contact with everyone. <laughs> he's, he's added what we think is Hugo's number and he's never said anything. Right, but you've had to like add an actual phone number because Hugo doesn't have a Facebook. It's so just a number, it's and it's like, we, we think that's Hugo, probably. So I will set a scene for us to get started. We see a very nice house. It's a house that you've been to, Agent Whitaker. And I think, Damien, you were there also. It is Bethany Miller's home. And 
we go inside and follow the, our way up to one of the rooms upstairs where one of the younger Miller sisters is sitting at her computer. And she has some makeup wipes and like a bunch of other things on her desk, but it looks like she's streaming. And she's actually got some grease and dirt on her hands and a little bit smudged on her face, but almost like she intentionally put it there. And she's editing it a little bit with her makeup wipe and then hits record on her camera. And she's like, hey, so it's me, Lydia Miller, do-it-yourself YouTuber. I just learned how to change the oil in my car. You can totally do it. And she like starts to like do like a how-to YouTube video, which is like her thing. And she gets maybe like a few minutes into it and then like goes to hit cut because she's going to like cut to the footage of the car that she just took. Uh, and when she hits cut, the whole like computer screen just, Ew. ah, and so she like gets up, looks at her computer a little bit, goes to her phone to try and figure out what's wrong with my computer. I'll look it up. And she sees that her phone is cracked and she's like, again, Ugh. And puts the phone, like slides it onto her desk, gets up and takes her headphones off and everything. Mom! And so then as she leaves the room and you're talking downstairs, we see from behind the computer, a pair of tiny little feet and a hooded, tiny figure runs along the back of the desk area, goes over to the phone, tap, tap, taps it with a little stick, and then hears footsteps coming back upstairs and they dart away and they disappear into the little hole where a lot of the wires are going into that like feed the cable and stuff through up to this room and vanish. And we zoom back out of that close up on the wall and Lydia comes in and uh, that's our little preview. But where are our heroes? I had some thoughts about the Agent Whitaker and Damien rooming situation. Mm -hmm. Because I imagine at first, Agent Whitaker is like, oh man, how am I going to deal with this long term? But after like the second or third day, because Agent Whitaker has a very set routine and Damien has all the hours in the world, it's all of Whitaker's steps, but someone has prepared the coffee mug, gotten the coffee started, like done all the preparatory steps, like got the spoon, got the little saucer ready, got the sugar and the cream and whatever else it was just like ready to go. The caveat is that there would always be two of everything there. Oh, that's great. That's good stuff. Yeah. Whitaker would become amenable to that. I hear that song where it's like, Raindrops are falling on my head. <laughs> it's like Whitaker sits up in bed and Davy kind of gloops out of the sink and then they like walk over to like the shared double mirror bathroom and like are brushing their teeth except Damien's got an electric toothbrush that he sticks into the goop and it kind of <laughs> Whitaker like, cracks an egg open on the pan and Damien just crushes an egg in the goop and like <laughs> Oh, absorbs so it like raw without cooking it into the slime it kind of disappears yeah just a, a bunch of roommate montage stuff goes down Whitaker have you gone out and like repurchased a lot of things that you still own but like you don't feel comfortable sharing them? <laughs> like said electric toothbrush coffee mug sure. there's like <laughs> yeah. he has more than one mug but there are some mugs that are like these are Damien's mugs yeah, right. <laughs> These are the ones that the goop has touched. It's it's like you had to go on Amazon and hit like order again for like 50 different things. <laughs> How much do you um, sneak through his stuff, if at all? 
Damien hasn't stolen anything, but he's gone through everything. All right, there is, well, he's got a lot of stuff, obviously. He's got a lot of books, a lot of, a lot of files, a lot of papers and shit like that. Underneath the little, like, bed place, there's, like, room for underbed storage. There's a locked metal box underneath Whitaker's bed. So, because Damien can phase through things, would he be able to get through the locked container? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, actually, what do you think, Natalie? What do you think? Yes, but you can't take anything out mm. from there. You could just, like, get in a little bit to get some eyes in well, there. Well, no, not even. Like, it'll be once dark. You went, once you went inside, there'd be no light. So you can't see inside it. You can feel inside it, for sure, and be like, oh, I feel this thing, this object, or whatever that's in here. But, like, yeah, you wouldn't be able to know what it is other than maybe trying to reason out what it felt like texture-wise. Perfect. So, yeah, so then what does Damien feel is inside this locked container? A few different metal objects of varying sizes. I'm trying to decide if you'd know what they are just from feeling them. I think one of them feels like a gun. Par for the course for Whitaker, nothing too crazy there. Um, one of them is very small and has a very pointy end. And then there's a couple of pieces of, feels like paper. Maybe like, maybe not like paper paper. You know that smooth, shiny stuff that you print photos on? That type of paper? A couple pieces of that. That's, that's what, yeah, that's what you feel. So what does Agent Whitaker do on like the day-to-day? Is there like an overarching mission or stakeout or... Uh, when it's when he's not on a mission, there is like just regular old paperwork to be done, investigating stuff in the area that he could go look at. Otherwise, it's like he's got a routine. He's got a workout. He has a very extensive skincare routine. That is for sure. A lot of like anti wrinkle products and shit like that, and does a lot of reading. That's kind of his. That's most of his day, at least. Even your non recreational time you're doing a lot of reading because that's basically how you find leads uh, exactly by like looking up different cases and being like is there anything here out of the ordinary does this give off the telltale signs of this was a supernatural event that has been missed by people who aren't looking for the right markers a lot of looking through the blog yeah he's also subscribed to buzzfeed unsolved on youtube he, he, he i think probably show. Probably you go a few places throughout the week just yeah. to check, you know? So there's a lot of scoping out crime scenes or, like, other stuff. And, sort and of you thing. know what? Especially if it's somewhere that's kind of, like, you know, abandoned and spooky. If he's bringing Damien with him, they'd probably go out there and turn cell phones off, discuss the Eastie problem. That's true. Do you want to do a scene of that? I don't know what to... <laughs> we can just vaguely say they talk. Unless yeah, Damien, I don't unless think Damien. either of them have, like, an idea of, like what to do or how to proceed. So it's like, mm-hmm. we should discuss this. It would yes. be like a lot of Whitaker running down, like, here's what company policies are. Like, if we were to try and oust someone from it, we'd have to do this, this, and this. But oh. the problem is she fucking runs the place. Yeah. A lot of progress towards nothing. Uh, and yeah, it's Damien... a lot of like cases of like, I don't yeah. think anyone's ever been fired. They're all just always reassigned. If there's like a problem hire, it's like, oh, guess what? You've been reassigned, and you're going to the southern tip of Chile. <laughs> like, you know, you're, like, you're going to send you somewhere where nothing is happening, really, and you can just have fun talking to penguins. <laughs> so Damien would keep the knowledge of Olivia Eastie only with Whitaker. 
But okay. everything yeah. else that he does, he's going to be texting and messaging Felicity. So you get like a daily update, Felicity, of what Damien and Whitaker are like doing that day. Sometimes it's, I'm bored. He's just reading again. <laughs> and other times it's like, we're going on a road trip. We're going three towns over to investigate a burglary or whatever. She that takes sort of all thing. this very seriously. <laughs> She's so invested in being a part of this agency now. Mm -hmm. oh. Hugo, let's check in with you. Because you're the other one that has sort of a big group bearing down your neck. What have you been up to? whilst recovering and reeling after a very, very busy couple of days. Mostly been checking in to see how many people in the, the order have noticed the stuff that's been going on, trying to see if people are in any hot water yet. And he may be looking into potential tattoo expansions. So he's looking to like actively get it expanded without letting it do its own magical progression? He, he explains to Mr. Argyle the situation. Mm -hmm. of how they were specifically targeted and how he hasn't dealt with something like that before. Let's do that scene. I like that as a, a scene that we could play out. So you're working in the museum, probably closing up. It's like middle of the week, end of the day. Kids are leaving, school deal trips are done. The security guards are starting to close up shop. And so you and Mr. Argyle retreat to the secret room in the basement. And not for any particular reason, but he always just like, goes down there to spend his evening there. And sometimes you go with him and you have today. So yeah, that's where we are. The Argyle Batcave. <laughs> the Argyle Cloister, we'll call it. <laughs> so I guess he would go in, has a cup of tea in hand as usual, and just starts asking. More specifically, he goes to Mr. Argyle and says, I know that the Order is usually in the business of prevention and intervention. What happens when the issue is going to members of the order specifically? How do we deal with that? You mean targeting the order itself or a member therein? Member therein or people close to members therein. Hmm. Well, it's rare. Well, I shouldn't say it's rare. Generally, once the order has got the attention of one of the things we are meant to uh, stop from interacting with the human world. It's a very short-lived experience for either party. So Hugo, he uh, explains in that way that when a, a member of the Whispered finds a monster or some other, like needs to do a spirit intervention or something, it's either they solve the problem, they eliminate the threat, or the threat eliminates them and then rinse, repeat, another whispered goes out and deals with the problem. And like, so there's, there haven't been a lot of cases of like a grudge match between whispered and their targets, if that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And, and like in your own experience, that's just how it works really. Monsters, like with Inari, she tried to solve the situation from her end and you guys tried to solve it from your end and tipped in your favor. Could have tipped the other way, and then it would have been some other whispered person, or she would have gone on uncaught for a while until something else happened. So, yeah, he, he's like, do you have something targeting you? Not me in particular. You remember Aiden, yes? Yes, your neighbor. Hmm. It appears she's having some family. Would you call it family? I think she had said family. 
family issues. Interesting. And if you recall those people who I was handling some other issues with earlier, they've become good friends. Is the idea that you're trying to keep them all close? In the ideal, I'd like to just keep them all alive. Well, yes. It's not something I'm used to dealing with. Well, as was the case when you first told me about this girl you met, unprecedented doesn't quite do the situation justice. What sort of family? I can't imagine there being too much trouble with the angels. Something... How much do you remember about creation myths and such? Uh, it varies across cultures and theistic tradition. Our basic understanding that all the chapter leaders can agree on within the Order is that the Divine Realm sits apart from the material world where we and the spirits of nature and magic all interact. We are somewhat left to our own devices when it comes to demonic influences and uh, meddling, we'll call it. Do you recall any of the stories concerning angels and their counterparts and how their counterparts came to be? Ah, yes. The fall, as they call it. The issue seems to be those counterparts. Well, I can't imagine it's fun having a demon target your friends. But there are warnings and uh, other ways to protect yourself and others from their ministrations. If we research the demon texts and, and the ways that we know to hunt and protect against them, I'm sure there's something that we can use to ward either Aiden or uh, the humans within a social circle. Stuff to look into. Also, have people gotten the sticks out of their butts yet? Well, Hugo, uh, it's not quite the right term. It's more like, are you ready to stop being a hornet in their jacket? And he takes a kind of a sip and like looks at you over the teacup. <laughs> <laughs> you say that as if I have ever not been a hornet in their jacket. Agreed, but not everyone is as accustomed to your particular sting as I am, Hugo. You do good work, but uh, I, I wouldn't say it has been easy being the one who has to answer for a lot of your actions among the Order's uh, elders. But, suffice to say, these friends of yours haven't uh, let slip our existence, or perhaps don't even know about our existence, but are not talking about the things that they have experienced in the past uh, couple of weeks. Mm. As long as that remains the same, I, I can't see things getting worse. I couldn't tell you when they will get better, but uh, for now, the fire is not spreading. Good enough for me. And then he's going to go sit down. He, he will, like, give you a minute and, like, take a book off the shelf and kind of, like, casually flip through a few pages. He's, like, now looking up things on demons for you and, and that sort of thing. Comes over and says, uh, Speaking of spreading, I notice you've got a bit of advancement happening there. And maybe you haven't noticed or you've been trying to ignore it, but your tattoo has expanded a little bit beyond what originally was there and what you could cover with the watch. Is Hugo doing anything else? Like maybe he's wearing long sleeve shirts more often now or what's his, what's been his reaction to that? You know those like tattoo sleeves that you can get? Mm-hmm. He's kind of started wearing one of those. 
Or like a like a, one of those like arm wrap things. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I got injured. <laughs> Taking care of an injury, but like you've been wearing it for way longer than you need to. During um, his martial arts classes, he's frequently found wrapping his hand up to his elbow. And he says, what was it able to trigger? Something along the lines of making it easier to not die. Is this a stress thing? You've never actually told me how this works. Like, should I be should I be hiding this? Do I need to hide this? Are there people that would recognize it? He he says you don't have to fear giving anything away. You may want to come up with a story to tell folks when they begin asking you questions about your new interest in getting tattoos, but uh, no, there's, there's no particular need to hide the markings themselves. They're unique to each one of us. A moment. And, and kind of like undoes his tie and like takes off his brown suit jacket, hangs it up, and then like rolls up after undoing one of his cuffs, uh, his own uh, tattoo, which starts at his wrist. And he doesn't point like immediately up his forearm, but right around like where the, that big muscle in your forearm starts. It's right at the elbow, but joint basically, but still on the forearm. He, he points to the marking there. I received a similar gift of the mark uh, here. A little later in my career than you, I suppose, but, uh, well, I was more careful. <laughs> Ow. And he says, uh, but good to get it out of the way, I suppose. If it isn't broke... Don't fix it, but try not to break it in the first place, as they say. I would definitely try to avoid stress in your life as much as possible, on, on your downtime, of course. Perhaps your friend Aiden, she must have ways of helping with that. I'll ask her. I wouldn't right. be too surprised. I, I can actually think of someone who definitely, beyond me, needs that help. Well, you've got a lot on your plate. I think I'm going to head home. And he will hand you a, a book on ways of warding either both like a personal warding or a location warding type of thing. Excellent. Let's check in with Raven Felicity. Have you guys hung out? Have you seen Aiden at all? What have you guys been doing? Aiden is back at work. Okay, uh, I was going to say Raven. Raven's, Raven's been working. So she, if she hasn't been spending time outside of work with Aiden, she's at least seeing her at the diner. Yeah, no, she, she came back maybe three days after the mall incident. She wasn't really seen getting injured in that fight. She still has maybe a wrap on her arm where she supposedly got an animal attack. Raven's definitely playing it up for like their boss and stuff too, where she'll step yeah. in front of Aiden and be like, oh, let me get that for you. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't strain yep. yourself. You're still recovering. And then like <laughs> winks at her when the boss's back is turned. Yeah. And, but she's been like picking up for you where if you say like, oh, I'll carry this, like, she'd be like, well, let me check on that table then. And so she's been doing a lot of like interpersonal stuff, which is a lot easier for her. What have you been doing in terms of supernatural stuff? Have you just been avoiding it totally? Have you been talking to her or Felicity about it at all? Or Raven's been avoiding talking about it with Aiden, especially mm-hmm. at work. Yeah, um, obviously. Yeah, she's, they definitely hang out more than they used to. I wouldn't say it's like really, really often, but. If it's been like a week since, they've probably even just worked a late shift, just the two of them, and like had time to chat. Um, So they might have talked about it a little bit, but I think Raven's trying to kind of like avoid it. She's not like afraid of talking about it. She just like doesn't want to right now. Yeah. There's been so much stuff that's happened. 
but she's like, let's talk about literally anything else. Yeah, and and Aiden is not usually one to like suggest topics of conversation. She's much mm-hmm. more able to bounce off whatever anyone else brings up, but she hasn't made it a point to bring it up when you're alone. Yeah. She's kind of just giving you space because she realizes that, like, your whole world has been shifted <laughs> at least 45 degrees to the left mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what you think about now on your quiet moments. Felicity, where are you at? Have you visited your angel friend or what's I your idea for the week? I have been frequenting uh, miscellany quite often. Ah, okay. So that's where I've been hanging out most of my time. Let's let's do one scene there and then mm-hmm. kind of be like, and more of that happens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and more of that. I like to think that sometimes I bring Raven or maybe Bethany with me just mm-hmm. to not make it be always just me. I'm like, <laughs> hey guys, maybe you want to like go to miscellany or something. So it's always like you invite them, but then immediately abandon them once you get there. Oh, entirely. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you guys want to go like look at books or something, right? I'll be over here. But then you go talk to your friend and be like, well, my friends wanted to come. So we oh, just yeah, it was my idea. <laughs> I love that. Let's say we do a scene with, with Aiden and Raven who like came with you that day after work. You like showed up the diner bought a pastry or something at the Maple Leaf. You know what would be fun? You want to like come hang out with me or something? Maybe at the mall? We can go to Miscellany. I mean, if you want. (laughs) If you want. (laughs) Aiden, as she's like taking her apron off, gives you a look, right? I'm like, why not? Let's. (laughs) (laughs) All Uh, right. I don't have plans. Let's go. You guys all head over to the mall. Like I said, construction is happening there to get the places that were damaged up and running. And like miscellany, you can actually go and still shop there as long as you avoid like the people that are working and stuff. And obviously that shop took no damage. Seriously. Wow. Weird. Updrafts, thermal, thermal winds, something about. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So you, you go to miscellany. Doug is there at the counter. He and Mira are like, they're having like a friendly argument about something. Yeah. I mean, I get that they're just hunks of plastic that don't have any real value, but, like, people love collecting them. Yeah, well, I, I just... It's weird, like, the proportions are all off the way they're sculpted and everything, and, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose you're right, but some of them get really creative, and so they're just, like, debating this thing. But as soon as you come in, Felicity, she's like, Oh, actually, Doug, you know what? You're completely right. Hi, Felicity Steinbrook, and, like... <laughs> drops that argument immediately to come and talk to you. Natalie, you what? created a whole fantasy world. You could have put anything you wanted in your fantasy world that you made and you put this in it. This is a canonic element in your world now. <laughs> we didn't need to have it. That Mira didn't like them or that Doug does? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the fact that they exist in your world. Oh, You well, could have rewritten it however you wanted. Perfectly proportioned. Perfectly proportioned plastic hunks that mean nothing. Uh... <laughs> Come on, he's a Twitch streamer. He has to have something that he cares about that is pointless. Um, <laughs> I say that as a total, like, self-drag. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, wait, it's like... You but, know you're a success when you have a Pops figure. Yeah, exactly. When you have a yeah. Pops figure in your character. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, Pop figures that we've now named. I don't actually care. You're fine. Do your thing. People love you. Felicity is gonna do a little skip. And she's going to say, hello, 
dear, and give her a little wink. <laughs> wow. Doug is like, oh, it's you again. Yeah, brought more of your crew, huh? Cool. Can I get you anything? Or, uh, and Mira says, I've got this, Doug. Why don't you deal with that shipment in the back? Yep, you're right. Granny's been on my case about that. So he, he leaves and goes back to the back room. Are you just sort of fawning over Mira <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> dear jokes, dear jokes. What do you what have you like come to talk about? Or are you just like you feel this like pull to come see her? Or like do you have like a thing you've been discussing recently? Or... Um I have been just word vomiting about all of the spirits that I see. Cause she's the only person that like has interacted with Ghosty that I know of. Also yeah. I'm in love with her, so I want her to know every single tiny little thing about me because that's right. the kind of person that I am. Um <laughs> And so I'm just telling her about the tree that takes care of me in my backyard. And I'm telling her about um, the first time that I ever saw a a spirit and it saved me. And I'm telling her about Ghosty and Tom and how they're my friends and they stick around with me. And I let her play with them and stuff like that. You guys go up to like the lofted library portion of the shop sit there with some some drinks and she has like a a scanner that she's half paying attention and like putting things in order on the shelves that sort of thing yeah she says um i would love to come meet your 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 tree you want to come to my house oh that would be amazing yeah uh sounds like this this tree is very old very 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 wise she's lovely she has a basket and it's filled with leaves and she sprinkles them around and sometimes i catch them and they just feel magic. And I put them on my shelf with all my rocks. And I look at them for a little while. And it's a good time. She, like, finishes stacking whatever she's doing. And then comes over and sits down next to you. And she says, you have a real connection to our world, don't you? I guess. Yeah. I like to think so. It's something special. I can't say I've ever seen it before. You're an original. That's me, Felicity Starnbrook, the original, the one and only. When you say that, she can't help but, like, rub her hands together, like, excitedly, like, yes. <laughs> so when when do you want to come meet my tree? You want to come, like, soon? Or, like, later? Yeah. How about, how about this weekend? Let's do it! I'll spend the whole day just meeting your tree. Maybe we can go somewhere else afterwards. We can go to the woods. There are some cool little spirits in there that sometimes like to come out. I could show you them if you want. You know, I haven't done enough exploring of the woods around here. I've mostly stuck to the cities. It's where all the people are. Yes, it would be nice to stretch out, feel that dirt under my feet again. So like feet or like hooves? And she kind of pauses for a second and like sort of puzzles over her answer. And she says, have you ever had a nickname, Felicity Starnbrook? Weirdo, usually, but... Oh, I don't like that at all. Have you ever known anyone? Oh, yes. My two best friends. They both have nicknames. They had something to do with birds. That doesn't matter. The idea I'm trying to explain is that when you have pretended something for long enough, mm-hmm. it can tend to flavor your interpretation of things and how you approach your day-to-day and so my kind we don't advertise what we are and so we've just grown accustomed to using 
Yes. <laughs> she like pauses as you like have your hand raised. Oh, what is your kind? Oh, I, I wasn't aware you didn't know. Well, I um. I don't know anything. I am one of the folk, a child of the forest. Humans have come up with many names for people like me. Elves, brownies, fae, fairy folk. We try to stay peacefully just out of their sight. It's much simpler that way. We manage just fine living amongst humans. And this way, people who are not like you, people who rejoice in the mundanity of their existence, they can continue to do so, unbothered by the strangeness and magical forces my kind revel in. Okay. So you're good folk? I, uh, don't harbor any particular malice towards anyone. Uh, good is a very subjective term, Felicity Steinbrook. Uh, it sort of depends on what... Perspective. Yes. Exactly. Okay, that's fair. I would be careful in your dealings with others you might encounter now that your eyes are open. I... I do not think you will be always quite so lucky as to find people like myself and Granny to welcome you. So there as are a, bad ones? Oh, most certainly, my dear. There are the full gamut of personalities and individuals who are very selfish or uh, possessive. Just like humans. Uh, we're not all that different, after all. We all share the same world. Now... I don't know if this may be a sensitive topic to your people, but do you all have deer legs or do you have different animals as lower halves of your bodies? <laughs> and she, <laughs> she like blushes. She full on blushes because you're getting like so like hung up on like one thing about it. She's like, um, Felicity, mm. my dear. You, you have that book, yes, that I gave you? Yes. Uh, yes, I do. Not everyone in that book looks like me or looks like Granny Jones either. We come in all shapes and sizes and legs. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. So maybe not only think of your deer legs is what you're saying. Well, as they say, my eyes are up here. And when she says that, her <laughs> eyes kind of, like, glow, like, very bright green. I don't worry, I have not forgotten about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Raven, <laughs> you and Aiden are now down in the bottom of miscellany. Raven wants to follow Felicity upstairs. She's not trying to eavesdrop, but they did go together, so she's trying to, like, stay within, like, eyesight of Felicity. I think she's going to... Find a seat near them, find a couple books and like flip through them. It's like she can hear them, but she's not trying to be creepy, you know? Mm -hmm. He wants to kind of keep an ear out for what the heck they're talking about. I like, if it's okay with Maddie, I'd like to say that Raven caught some or most of that conversation just possibly yeah. listening nearby. Right. They have more than that conversation because Felicity, again, is word yeah. vomiting. But as you're like flipping through, you catch like a big chunk of that segment of the conversation a lot of it she tunes out well a lot of it is like hard to keep up with felicity talks mm -hmm. so quickly when she's like gushing but at a certain point you uh, hear some footsteps off in the stacks of books and uh you you see the form of granny jones she's got like a little knit shawl over her her shoulders and she's um 
carrying what looks to be like a pretty heavy milk crate full of books to like put them away. She like comes up the little stair area carrying this thing and like sees you sitting there, nods at you and continues. She's just like, ah, that one's back. Hmm. (laughs) Raven's gonna go up to her and gesture to the milk crate and be like, do you need a hand? Can I carry this for you at least? Thank you, dear. That would be lovely. Yes. Just follow me goes wherever she's going to go put those away or, or get them stored. She like has a little stool that she kind of takes from one area, puts it down, hops up on top of it and kind of like gestures like, oh, could you hand me? And I'll just put them here. <laughs> so you guys just start trading books and things. Did she give you something last time? The book. Right. What was it on? It was like, it was like a journal, like a notebook. Right, 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 right. That we... We thought that Granny Jones herself had, like, written. Yep. It was her old beginner spell book type of thing. Yeah. She says, have you been reading a lot lately? Yeah, I have. Thank you again for all your help. It it worked. We got our, our friend back. Well, glad to see you got the one you wanted back. Not something unexpected. She kind of, like, laughs, laughs at that and, like, puts another book away. Will you be fishing again? Oh, hopefully not anytime soon. That would probably be best. It's a, a tricky art to master. Do you have a focus yet? A focus? Yes, something something to keep your your mind centered. It's important when you're practicing not to be too distracted by the goings-on of the world or just have something you can cling to to really channel yourself through. I guess I haven't really thought about it. Do you have any <clears throat> suggestions for what makes a good focus? Well, given your recent interest, one moment. She hops down off her little stool, goes to like a back room area, comes back out and she's got like a little box. It's kind of weathered with some like dog-eared edges on it. But she goes over and hands that to you, and she says, I don't use these anymore. We don't sell any more of them, but I particularly liked the artwork. And it's a set of tarot cards. I think what Raven has at home is like a pretty like standard get it at Barnes and Noble set. This one is, it was clearly like illustrated by one particular artist and not based on, you know, a recreation of like classic imagery. On the front, there are some aspen trees and mountains and like a, you know, an elk standing near a lake. It's basically a a vista on the front with some sort of antique looking text lettering and stuff. Raven starts flipping through the cards a little bit just to Hmm. try and see some of the artwork on some of them. Yeah. She's like uh, in awe. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's beautifully done and seems to pull a lot on like animals of the region and different natural formations that sort of thing and it's all like nice ink work pretty like high contrast black and white with maybe some some half tones sprinkled in in certain cases you let me know how that goes i think you'll find your way don't go digging around too much in the dark i won't thank you these are this is beautiful Hmm. i particularly liked that set when it came out i'm i'm sure that I'll be back pretty soon. And she like glances over her Felicity. <laughs> I think we'll be frequenting here pretty often. She also chuckles at that. Yes, when Mira finds a new object of her attention, it can be 
infatuating. Yeah, it sure is interesting uh, to watch. And I want you, Raven, to not read a bad situation, but like roll that roll because there are no like skill checks in this game. <laughs> but I feel like there is something that you could discern here, but I want it to be decided by the dice. Ten total. Uh, do any of the questions jump to your mind as something you might want to ask me right now? Otherwise, I'll just give you a, a general I, I don't think any of them really... It's all about the monster, right? Yeah. When Granny Jones is looking over at Mira and Felicity, you see almost the same kind of starstruck admiration in Granny Jones's eyes that Felicity has on her face. Hmm... Sort of like Granny Jones knows exactly what Felicity is experiencing right now with Mira. Okay, that's interesting. Raven doesn't know what to do with that. But that's that's what you, that's the read you get. Okay. With your superior people skills. <laughs> but Raven's uh, gonna give Granny Jones a hug and thank her a bunch aw. of times for the. Uh, deck of cards. Yeah, okay. She, not dismissively, but she's like, oh, that's, that's, that's all right. That's fine. You're very nice. Aiden calls up to you. Do you want to maybe check out a different store? I don't know how long we're going to hang out here. Yeah, I'll be down in a sec. She's got like we, some sort of pastry from like the bake shop. <laughs> we could go somewhere else for a bit, come back and get Felicity. I'm sure she won't mind. I don't mind. Aiden's like, I was here two days ago with her, so. I've already looked around. <laughs> we'll be back later, Felicity. Okay, goodbye. I love you. <laughs> okay, goodbye. The sweetest person. You. Oh. <laughs> when you call that out, Felicity, Aiden takes like a giant bite of that pastry. <laughs> She's just like, I'm gonna leave now and like leaves out of the place like, on a mission to just not be there right now. It's okay, guys. I'll fill in that missing dialogue. I know what you mean. I um, know you mean it. We're already, we are <laughs> out of this door. So Both Raven that's... and Aiden are too awkward for declarations yes. of love across the store. <laughs> we're like, we just, we'll just pretend we didn't hear it. It's fine. Right. We'll do it yeah, that later. No, oh, that was, oof, okay. Bethany, what has your week looked like? I assume back to work. She's been training with Whitaker's instruction. Okay. And she's asked Whitaker to tell nobody. Because she doesn't want it to be like, I joined because so-and-so is joining or because of these things. She wants to join because she wants to get better. And I think Mm -hmm. there to be a lot of like social, almost like social bureaucracy getting in the way of like, should Bethany be allowed to join a monster hunting thing? Because she is inherently not super involved in this stuff. She doesn't want that discussion with anybody. Is it a thing she's kept from Damien also? Because Damien basically is back to being Whitaker's roommate. They have sort of a routine figured out now. She's tried to. She is telling Damien that she and Agent Whitaker work out together, um, but they like, go running together and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, because she, if she's going to training, she's just going to wear her cute off-brand version of, like, online Facebook leggings that usually don't work very well is... We're eliminating potential sponsors in this episode left and right. <laughs> Their leggings don't work. I love it. Damn. We're taking hard stances. <laughs> I don't like the you and Asia Whitaker are going running. Can can I go too? <laughs> I was like, gonna that say sounds great. That strategy probably isn't gonna work. <laughs> like yeah, that, this sounds like the the most fun. I I yeah. definitely want to run. Yeah, she tried it for about 10 minutes. And she, like, was like, okay, yeah, let's all go running together. Maybe we can, like, peel off and, like, 
about 10 minutes into the run um, where they're like side-eyeing each other like she looks over to him and she's like hey Damien do you know what a secret is yeah yeah I mean I've, well I've just because like I don't know if you I don't know if you've ever been to like been able to keep one you know like because Whitaker are keeping a secret and we thought it'd be cool if you could too but you don't have to it you probably wouldn't want to do what we're doing you know I want to do exactly what you guys are doing. You guys are like my role models. I, just like you, because I also like doing what you're doing, I'm actually an agent. So oh, that's awesome. Welcome aboard. But it's but it's a secret. So don't even don't even tell I like don't even tell the other people because no one else is telling anyone. So it wouldn't be cool if you did. It's only cool if you don't tell anyone else. We asked dumb, dumb deal. Okay, I, I give him a high five and I'm like that's super theta of you. Keeping secrets from the people in your group is so fake. <laughs> Apparently. Actually, Bethany, if I'm going to be training you to be doing combat against monsters, it might actually help to have someone who could simulate various monsters at our disposal. Aiden would be into- oh, you meant- yep, I thought Damien first too. That would be really, really cool. I was thinking of all of the monsters we knew and Damien, I, for some reason, just forgot was, you know, goo some of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, in, in, mm, interesting how your mind works, Miss Miller. Thank you. It's got me through college. And I think that from there on out, Bethany, I think, becomes less active in the group chats. She is training. And when she is not training or working at Starbucks, she is at home with her sisters and her mom and her dad, making sure everyone is doing okay. We did a scene of your youngest sister, Lydia Miller. Yes. Um, she was doing a, a YouTube how-to video on how she like changed the oil in her car. Classic Lydia. I think that's her, her thing. She shows people just skills, essentially. Oh. So she was doing that and had some technology fail on her. And then also her phone is broken again. It is, uh, all the time. I think that day when you like get done with training with Whitaker... We don't have to role play this, but what training do you actually give Bethany, Agent Whitaker? It would start with like basic level self-defense training, that, like the kind you'd go to like a little seminar for mm -hmm. if you're worried about getting mugged or something like that. And it'll move up into like good hand-to-hand -hand stuff, some grappling, and then we'll get Damien in there to simulate the, the, the kind of like, well, what if the person you're attacking has four arms? How do you, right. how do you deal with that nonsense? I don't think we get that far in a week. But, right, it's um, just the yeah. beginner stuff, but a lot of combat stuff. So you get yeah. home from one of those, Bethany. Uh, your mom is already home. She had like a, a short day at Rosé and Clay. She's got music on and she's working in the kitchen to make dinner, but it's the music she plays when she's not angry, but like your mom is stressed out. It's her stressed out playlist and she plays it now and then. And you, you've like known her long enough now to sort of be like, something's off. So that's what the scene is when you get home. Hey, mom. I kind of walk over and start like kind of automatically helping her. Did, did Nate come to the class again? I know sometimes there's like clay on the wall when he's frustrated. And like, I, I know that that's sometimes a pain to clean off. I'm sorry if it was a Nate day. No, no, it wasn't anything at work. It's your sister. She's throwing a fit. Her phone is broken again. Oh, uh, have you tried, Mom, there's, like, some plans for, like, bigger families where, like, they can just take the older siblings, old, like, other phones. I know she keeps asking for, like, like, 
iPhone X and stuff and all of those like fancy ones because she's like doing her whole thing. But if you just start giving her shittier phones, she might break them less because she realizes that she's getting punished and getting a shittier phone every single time she breaks it. I would stop breaking my phones, especially because she's kind of breaking them because she keeps skateboarding over some of them. She has had this problem with her phone for like the last <laughs> month or so. And at first it was like her phone broke. Oh, okay. And then like two weeks later, it like cracked again. What a string of bad luck. And then the third time it was like five days later. And that was the one that you went to go fix. And now it's been mm-hmm. maybe half a week. It's another like four or five days. And it's broke again. And well, this is totally different. She's being sold shitty phones. Maybe, or something is wrong with the screens that are getting put on them, or some, something isn't, it's not like that she's being overly irresponsible with them, really, but she just has this apparently super bad luck in terms of this month and her phone, like, breaking, and your mom continues, she says, and your dad is stressed because the yard is a mess, we keep getting, you know, that groundhog that's been tearing up the rhododendron bush, and then, and then, all the things we tried to plant. It's just a mess out there. I haven't had time to go out and, and fix any of it. Did you, like, I don't want to call an exterminator, but there's, like, trappers. I can, do you want me to go? I can go check it out, but I, I mean, that's not much I can do. Yeah, I mean, be careful. I don't want you to, like, I don't know how much it's been digging out there. I don't want you to, like, twist your ankle or something in a hole and you can't go to work. If this is becoming too much, I can, I can hold off on some of my stuff and help out a little bit more. I'm sorry I've been gone. Just with the night classes I've started taking with that one professor, and I just want to improve my grad school application, but I can hold that off. I've been holding off my grad school stuff for a little while. I can do that a little bit more. No, 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 Sonny. It's, it's fine. It's just, I'm, I'm fine. It's just been a long, very stressful day, especially with the fire and everything. I mean, luckily, nothing happened to the shop, but, you know, it, it's been when there's jackhammers and construction going on. Not really the relaxing pottery studio experience I'm trying to give everyone. Maybe talk to your sister, get her to calm down. I'll just finish making dinner. So she like kind of takes whatever you were working on and like takes it back from you to like put it in the bowl. So it's mixing things. I don't know what she's making. What what does the Miller family eat a lot? I think it's a breakfast for dinner night. Nice. They're big into breakfast for dinner. They're big into eating food that's supposed to go during certain times, just eating it during different times. Yeah, okay. So she's making like a, like a, some sort of like quick quiche, and then she's also doing like a chopped salsa to like put on top of it or something. Okay, okay. I'm into it. You go talk to Lydia? She's up in her room. Yeah. I think you and she are the only two that are living at home right now. Is it fall or summer? I'm sorry. I'm like mixing up what days we're at. I think it's summer. All the sisters are home. They're all, except for the New York one. No, it's, it's, it's probably like late spring, I think we decided. Yeah, so that's, that's that's when people would have gone camping, and it hasn't been that long since the whole Kitsune thing. It is just Lydia and um, Bethany at this point, then. Oh, and Sophia must live at home, too, right? And Sophia, yeah. She's, she's yeah. around. She's there. She's probably working. <laughs> yeah, she's looking for, she's graduating soon, so she's, like, doing her, her whole thing. I go find my sister. I mostly go, Lydia! Lydia, Lydia, Lydia! And I just kind of, like, come through the house, <laughs> top speed. She uh, is in her, like, gamer streamer chair and, like, leans back and is just like, yes? Your phone, it's just breaking constantly. I know mom said that you're not doing anything, but please tell me you're not skateboarding over it when we're not. <sighs> I did that one time, and I didn't even break the phone that time. 
I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's broken again. And she like reaches for it on the desk and like tosses it to you. Now not afraid to do that because it's like it's already broken. Well, my hand eye <laughs> coordination has increased with training, so I catch it flawless. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Every single time before that, it's always hit me in the face, but this time, yeah, out of the air. Nah, out of the air. Yeah, she kind of like raises an eyebrow, like, oh. That's what you learn in college. What? It's just been. Is it just falling out of your hand? Is it? This time, I pulled it out of my purse. I was filming out in the driveway i changed the oil in the car and then when i came inside i pulled that out of my bag and it was cracked i guess i set my bag down too hard or something huh uh, i examine i i look at that that phone okay it is it's cracked it's got like it's just like a little crack down the center of it that kind it's of turn on and off it works yeah it's like cosmetic it's not super major well if you want i can take it to screens and things and can get it looked at I would suggest I'm going to get you another otter box because I don't think, I think that this might not be a great time for you to have your, I don't know, what is this band you're listening to now? It's your phone case. Um, she says they're local. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so, that, hey, that's really cool, kid. It's whatever. <laughs> I like try to like whip. <laughs> so <that> she knows. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Like, she she sarcastically dabs at you and it's like <laughs> it's sarcastic but because it's Lydia and you don't know Bethany's like this was a solid right yeah sisters. you're like hell yeah I finally I'm getting through like <laughs> I, she finally loves me she's she finally understands me and I understand her uh anything else you need or should I just I don't know if the power doesn't go out again I'm gonna probably record tonight all right, well, don't put anything nasty on the internet. You're only 16. That will follow you forever. I know. Uh, and if you say any swear words, uh, make sure you edit them out because mom will have a fit. She does still watch your YouTube. She's I like, showed her how TikTok works. I'm very sorry. Why do you think I make how-to videos? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, but I, hey, I love you. Love you, kid. Yep, love you too. <laughs> you're doing so good you're, you're, so, you're big sistering so hard right now <laughs> is it is screen something's open it's dinner time yeah it's not like it, it wouldn't be yeah. it wouldn't make sense to go tonight but you have dinner your your dad is away on one of his like big maple Business syrup trips, trips. <laughs> god um, classic dad yep and so it's just your mom and the two of you and midway through dinner as your mom is like pouring you a, a glass of, it's like a punch she made. The lights go out in your house and like stops pouring immediately so she doesn't spill. And she's like, oh, geez. All right, I'm going to go get the candles out. Check the other check the breaker? Yeah, make sure it's not that. And so. Bad luck following the Millers, Ma. When I go, with circuit breaker. She does this thing that she does sometimes where like things aren't going her way and she's just like muttering under her breath in Spanish and just <laughs> cursing really quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so you go down to the basement. When you get down there, you are about to check the breaker and you hear some rustling going on in like the totes of storage that you guys have down there. I do what I have been told to do for small rodents, which is to scare them. Okay. I don't know how to scare a rodent because I'm Bethany and I, I, I'm typically trying to befriend them, but I just go, I probably could kick your ass. <laughs> Can we laugh? 
<laughs> I shine the light over at the box. Okay. I've been training for this. Yep. <laughs> You're smaller than Damien. When you when you say that, like I can kick your ass, and you say it really loud to try and like startle whatever critter might yeah. be down here. You see a small hooded figure. They're about the size of a small mouse or something, but they are not that. They have a little gray-blue hood over their head, and they were climbing up a hanging wire. Uh, it's like an old phone cord that is down here in the basement, and they were climbing that, and when you, like, yell that and flash light at them, they kind of, and fall into, like, a box of packing peanuts that's, like, open. And you, you do hear more, like, scuttling and rustling, and whatever that is goes away after a minute. You just saw a tiny person. <laughs> I dropped my phone and I think it back up really quick. Okay. Uh, you don't see them anymore. Like I said, they like fell behind a bunch of boxes and like. What's downstairs in my basement? You tell me. It's the Miller household. Specifically, my father did go hunting a lot. Do we keep the means for that in the basement? Like, will you allow me to have the access? I don't think no. Your dad is definitely the type. He does bow hunting. Because oh, that's he's, like... oh shit! <laughs> I was taught to bow hunt. Come on. Yeah, no, he has, like, a bunch of different compound bows and, like, does a thing where he'll go out for a weekend with his buddies and set up the tree thing and, like, sit up there with his bow and just kind of, like, wait. And sometimes he doesn't, even, nerd. Something, yeah, sometimes he doesn't even bring home a deer. He just loves being out there in the woods amongst the trees, stepping I, on I, maple syrup. <laughs> I'm not a big hunting person myself, so I'm glad that my dad's just a nature boy. Because that's what I was hoping he kind of was. I didn't want to be, like, a, I like killing deer kind of dude. He's too cheery for that kind of vibe. I grab uh, one of our mini Christmas trees. Yeah, you grab a... Plastic ones. Uh-huh. I'm ready. Uh, uh, and I, I approach the boxes. And it's a bunch yeah. of, like I said, packing peanuts. Probably what's in there are, like, dishes your parents never use or kids' clothes they're thinking of donating. You, like, approach that, and you then hear some more rustling behind you in the corner. And again, it's dark down here because the power is out. Do you whip around and look for that rustling, too? Hey, um, I am a little nervous, but what's, uh, what's your deal? Are you like one of those kitchen creatures? Those creatures that kind of hang out in your house and sometimes help with things? I think they're in like some sort of book on fairies or nonsense. Are you one of those things? You see the tiny little hood peek up and like it, it slowly like displaces a single packing peanut that like rolls off to the side and you just see like these two like big wide eyes like kind of looking at you from behind this like little cowl and they're, they're just looking at you now nervous hi what um are you i'm not here to hurt you i put down the christmas tree and i hold up my okay. one hand the other hand i'm holding the flashlight still being it clear i'm not a threat what's uh what's your name they don't come up any higher but they point at you and they then turn their hand around and curl their finger like, come here. You know, I don't think, I think if you want to talk, I can perfectly reach you from up here. I have very good ears. I have ears of a psychologist or at least a psychology student. So I can actively listen to you, bud. Just tell me, tell me what you're doing here. Uh, and then we can go our separate ways. And I'll tell nobody except for everybody about this situation. They burrow down into the packing peanuts. Like <laughs> I pick up the Christmas tree and like I start kind of like like not like trying to hit it. I just like kind of like start trying to like brush them away with the top of the Christmas tree. Like, are you trying to like scoop them like like from the box, or are you trying to like empty the box by like swishing the tree in there? I'm like swishing the tree around, like just like you know, like how trees have like bristles. I'm just trying to like swish off the top few layers a little bit. So kind of like scooping, but more of like a, a sweeping motion. So you go to like do that and sweep them away. 
And are you like paying close attention or are you? I'm paying, I think, fairly close attention, but it's, it's kind of a process because I have like this broom tree in one hand and my phone yeah. is kind of like doing my best. Right, right, right. So when you, you do that a couple of times, you like sweep away some of the peanuts, you can see like, it's probably actually one of your mom's sculptures, like one of her clay pots or whatever that's being stored down here and it's all protected by the padding and everything. But you don't see them in the, the thing anymore. Over here. And you look and you see standing Errol Flynn style on the end of the Christmas tree, like hanging onto it, is this little girl. And her, her hood has been like flipped back now. And you can see she's got not huge, but definitely like pointy sprite-like ears, freckles and like big, big white eyes, messy white hair. Part of it's like braided. I scream and I drop the tree. Absolutely not. Well, well, before you do that, she goes, uh, nighty-night. And blows something at your face and you get a, a face full of this like blue powder that she's blown at you and you slump into the box of storage and faint. Do I have any good dreams or am I like like out like you're you're just out and like it's moments later you wake up on the couch. Lydia is fanning your face or whatever and, and your mom is like calling maybe your dad or, or somebody. Actually isn't one of your sisters a doctor? No. One's a lawyer. She called Jennifer, Jamie's wife. Yeah. I'm from New York. She's like zoomed in. Like. So Jennifer is like on a Zoom call with your, your mom. And, and there's like candles lit in your house, which is like, mostly the candles are for show, but like your mom has obviously had to light a bunch of the candles because the power went out. So you kind of overhear them talking. Your mom is like, I don't know. We can't check our blood pressure. Uh, should we take her to the hospital? What do you think? And so Jennifer is on the line. Uh, you should make sure her, her eyes are dilating correctly and, you know, giving advice basically as a, a relative doctor over the phone. But you, you come to and you don't feel hurt or sick or anything. Am I, was I, what happened? Lydia says, you were down in the basement for like 15 minutes and we came down there, you passed out. Are you all right? What's, just like as a check-in, today's date is, and I say today's date. Yeah, it's only been like 20 minutes. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping the whole start of this game was a dream. Let's no, it, it's not that situation, sadly, Bethany. Probably what you have is another mystery on your hands. Cool, 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 cool. I, I think I just, I haven't been getting enough sleep. I'm going to go upstairs and do that right now. But first, I'm going to go downstairs and get my phone, which hopefully is not cracked. And I go back down to the basement. But this time, on the way down, I my Kappa Alpha Theta uh, house paddle. Uh, I fling it over my shoulders. I walk downstairs. You march back downstairs. When you get down there, you do see the breaker was tripped. So you flick that, house power comes back on, and there's no sign of this little person. You do find on that box blue powder. I put that in a little container. That is my powder. And I try to wash my hands very well after that. Yeah, it comes off. It doesn't like stain your finger or anything. Actually, I put most of it into the vial. I go up to my room, and I put a little bit on the table, and I essentially do a line of it to see what happens. I need to know if that was the cause. Oh, wow. So you go upstairs and do a line of this strange fairy powder, and then hit your head on the desk and pass out again. And Lydia, like, hears the thump and rushes up. She's like, Betty! Like, <laughs> so I think you wake up in the family van on the way to urgent care. It's just like her and her mom arguing, 
whole drive once something makes up. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Your mom is like, now she's not even like being subtle about it. She's just like full on venting her feelings in Spanish, but like full volume. And you know, Lydia who like, is your family bilingual? Do they just all know? Yes. Yeah. So Lydia is definitely like in the front seat, like, oh boy, mom's pissed. Like, <laughs> and your mom is not saying anything angry at you. She's just like, of course this will happen. Of course this week. Why, why everything this week? Now I have to take a kid to the urgent care. Oh my God. Like, and so your mom is just like basically venting at Jenny, your poor sister-in-law, who like, there's what, a four hour time difference? Three hours, something like that? So it's like, it's like 2 a.m. for Jenny. <laughs> She's on the phone with your mom. I think I, Bethany, she's been acting weird for the past week or so. Bethany's like, I need to find reasoning for all of this happening. Bethany starts crying. She tries to do that like full on sob. All right. And and your mom like stops, doesn't stop driving. Like she's taking you to urgent yeah. care and she's just like, I'm sorry, honey. I shouldn't be upset. We're going to, we're going to just go. We're gonna... Mom, it's not you. No, we're going to check you out. It's going to be fine. They're just, we're just going to get some blood work. Jenny said we should do some red. Jenny and Jenny is, I bet she's probably what? In the living room whispering because she doesn't want to wake Jamie up. Jamie's got like a court case tomorrow. <laughs> she's, gonna go too. she's like, Bethany. It's gonna be fine. They're just gonna they're gonna check your blood pressure. We're gonna make sure this isn't anything serious. I think you're gonna be fine. Did you eat a lot today? Are you hydrated? Bethany keeps crying and through her tears or her her attempted tears. Mom, I'm fine. I'm healthy. I just haven't been eating enough. I miss uh, I miss Brent so much. It still it weighs on me. I miss him so much. He's texting me out of the blue, and I just think about him. I don't need to go to urgent care. I just need time to be alone. And she's just like, I'm heartbroken. I miss him so much. It's it's cute face with his manly jawline. Oh, <laughs> just like. Lydia, like, leans her seat way back and, like, twists around in the front seat to kind of, like, just kind of hold your hand and, like, let you cry it out. But your mom, like, doesn't relent. You passed out twice in the matter of, like, half an hour, so you're going to urgent care, and you have to spend the night in the emergency waiting room. So I'm, I'm, I'm not urgent care, I'm in ER. I'm in ER at this point. That's- yeah, 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 you guys go to the hospital. We came up with a hospital for Autumn Falls, right? Yeah, we did. We- Except that it's in Vernal Springs because that's where all the fun, expensive things are. Like healthcare. We're an American podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you have to spend, and you're, you're, you know, there's nothing obviously wrong with you medically. And so you're there for maybe four hours. You get home, it's like 1 a.m., it's very late. Your mom eventually lets Jenny, like, go back to bed and deals with the doctors at the hospital instead of her daughter-in-law. That's your night, basically. Hello, adventurers. We're back here again in the ad spot. How have you been? It's kind of a long week for me. There never seems to be enough time to do everything I want to do. Our sponsor this week shared another fun fact about time, and it might explain where some of my missing hours have actually gone. Did you know the average person spends over 12,000 hours showering and getting ready over their lifetime? That's nearly two and a half years of your life. Man, what I wouldn't do for that much time. But why settle for anything less than fun, especially after a long day in costume? Oh, Ethereal Hive, you sneaky bee. They know we're a bunch of costume-loving dorks here at the Storyteller Squad, but we did not come to get called out like this. Anyway, Ethereal Hive Crafts is a one-nerd operation 
specializing in fandom-inspired bath and body goods. From Critical Role to Good Omens, The Adventure Zone to Doctor Who. Gosh, if you like D&D and David Tennant, they've really got you covered. They focus on making every product with sustainable, eco-friendly supplies from small, employee-owned businesses who believe in living wages and giving back. Their reviews rave about how the soaps look and smell good enough to eat. But please don't eat the soap. I mean, I'm just a skinny jeans wearing laughy face emoji using millennial, so what do I know? But probably you shouldn't eat soap. Check out etherealhive.com for soap, perfume, bath bombs, and more. You can enter Story Squad at checkout for 15% off your order. Once more, that's etherealhive.com. If you're liking the show but you haven't subscribed or checked out our Facebook page yet, maybe do that. You can see the really cute Valentine's art of Felicity and Mira that we posted last week. And that's all from me. Kind of a short one this week. Like I said, we're chasing those minutes, adventurers. Talk to you soon. Or even that night at the hospital, are you letting your team know that you've got another? Oh, first I'm doing what any responsible millennial would do, and I'm Googling it. I go on the Watcher, and I search Blue Dust. You get a couple results, and it doesn't come up as, like, Blue Dust, but it says, Did you mean Pixie Dust? On the Watcher, there are a couple posts of people being like, I was camping. And I walked into a, a, like a ring of mushrooms and then this dust shot out at me. I think it was maybe the spores, but maybe it was something else. And I fell asleep and, you know, I woke up and my clothes were all wet from the dew and everything. And I was cold. It was awful. Like, but like nothing like super, super dangerous or, or bad has happened to people because of this stuff. I think Bethany, for the first time in her watcher history, um, I suppose she first changes her username. So it doesn't have anything to do with BB. Are you still trying to hide the fact that it's you on Raven's blog? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you want, like, an Xbox Live gamer tag, like, Darkblade752? Hashtag the real Agent Whitaker. <laughs> I'm the real Agent Whitaker. That's very good. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do at Whitaker official. But she spells Whitaker wrong, so it could be any Whitaker. At the real Whitaker, at Whitaker official was already taken, so she has to do at Whitaker official with a Y. I post a picture of my fingers like covered in the blue dust. I'm gonna post God got hit with legitimate pixie dust and saw a pixie and like I described like the little hooded creature. Why is this here and what can I, what is the best approach for, for little pixies or fairies or whatever? All right, why don't you investigate a mystery then? Cause that's essentially what you're doing just with yeah. millennial technology. That's a nine, that's not bad. I think I know what sort of creature it is so I don't wanna ask that. I'm gonna ask what was it going to do? And I have to answer you in a way that makes sense on a website. So you get multiple replies and like upvotes and things. And Raven, if you want to chime in with like possible replies on this, I'll let you contribute as well. I want you to help shape the blog. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Bethany probably posted it in one of those. There's like a section dedicated to like, what is this thing? Or like, what is this? And so people could just post pictures of like items or creatures or whatever they saw and have people give their opinions. So I bet she gets a couple really stupid responses. Right. Well, I was going to say the first like couple responses 
are just like someone being like clap if you believe in fairies and like a bunch of the hand clap emoji like <laughs> yeah there's some like memes and like there's really like not hopeful answers yeah and there's like one person where their username is like amethyst crystals and wine or something or you know just like some sort of hippy dippy username posts and they're like sounds like you got house sprites make sure to leave them cookies or something you know like something like that <laughs> and then bethany you get a post from one of the more infrequent posters on the website, but their stories always seem a little bit legit. And I'm not going to come up with the username now unless you have an idea, uh, Raven, for it. But this user who we will develop, I really need to sit down and just... Yeah, you and I should like <laughs> make a bunch of lists of like usernames. It's like, these I've people are legit. Right these are not, but we'll get to it. So this one user posts and they say, if you've got fairies, make sure you know what kind. And that's all they say. You get maybe one more post from another like legit user where they're like, get your wards up or something like that. So those are two of the more helpful things that you hear about it. But do you do much else that night? Yeah. Or oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I go to the fridge and I, I grab a glass of milk and I don't have cookies because we're not really a baking family, but yeah. I do grab some wrapped cheese sticks because those are tasty. Uh, and I, I go to the cupboard and I grab uh, fruit snacks. Um, and I, I go to the basement where I found the creature and I put it down and I put it down with a little note that says, sorry for freaking out. My name is Bethany. What is your name? And I put a little heart and I walk back up the stairs. I text Whitaker and Dana okay. in our group chat that we have now made called secretly not agents i text a picture of the little vial of blue stuff and just said did a line of pixie dust with two like peace sign emojis <laughs> any tips <laughs> send it because i know it'll make whitaker worry uh and i know it will make damien i think hype uh whitaker types back an ellipsis <laughs> just like the three dots and you can like you can feel him just yeah, Agent uh, Whitaker, this isn't uh, this isn't up my alley. I can't help you out here. One of the agencies once had a pixie infestation. <sighs> we worked a lot of overtime. <laughs> it was not a good time. I think I asked Whitaker first if he thinks I should tell the rest of the group. It's not exactly very dangerous. Okay. But yeah, you might need some. You might need some support. I think we should tell the rest of the group. If anyone gets hurt, we're gonna want yeah. Aiden there. We're obviously gonna want. I'm gonna need my agent Felicity there, especially because she's especially good at tiny little critters, and Raven needs to control the spread of information on her blog. So, and obviously we're gonna need Hugo as extra backup muscle and backup know-how. We need to check with him to see what he knows about these types of things. Of course. Also, Felicity's been fraternizing with the folk. Perhaps she'll have a little bit of extra insight from them. Or, or get some extra pointers from the pixies in this area. They tend to differ depending on where you are. I text the group the same pick of the, the pixie dust with the same fun, cute line. 10 out of 10 would not recommend is what I add to it. What, at what hour do you text this? It's like 3 a.m. It's too late. Oh, it's get... not too late. Damien doesn't sleep. Right, you get yeah. your replies from Damien right away, and Damien wakes up Whitaker. You also get a reply very quickly from Aiden, and it's just all caps. Why? Like, <laughs> like before Maybe you get text several question marks. Yeah, and that's it. Can I have a request? 
It's 3 a.m. when you text this. And you just, mm -hmm. you pan to darkness. And you just hear this digging sound. And then this digging sound pops its head up and it's a little groundhog. Mm -hmm. And the groundhog pokes its head out of <laughs> the miller's yard and then turns into the gloop. The gloop pulls out the cell phone, <laughs> sees the message, goes, oh, oh shoot, I've got to go tell Whitaker. <laughs> Puts it back and then turns into a bird and then flies to go get Whitaker and show Whitaker. Oh Perfect. my God. Yes, we can allow that. Why were you there? Dean has all night to fly around the and dick around. And when uh -huh. he sees that there are groundhogs making holes in Bethany's yard, he decides that that's clearly something that they want and want to have more of. I don't want to shoot it down because it's a very cute idea, but I don't know that we've established that Damien can transform into non-humanoid things. Like oh, I picked up the thing. What did you pick up? I was trying to get the, the shapeshifter one because after we were at the mall and we were seeing all the animals there. Uh, oh, instead oh, of a mortal fun. or? Oh, no, I, I had two level ups over the past. Oh, if you like that yeah. as the thing he does, then yeah. I just wasn't aware that you had a, a thing to spend on shape-shifting powers. <laughs> yeah. All right, that helps a little bit. So, Damien, you get a text as a groundhog. Um. <laughs> well, like, he, he doesn't, like, check it. He wouldn't have a way to, like, check it right away. So he's just, like, yeah. doing his thing, gets to the end of his route, and is like, okay, you know, I helped out. I should probably go, you know, fly around, see what, what else yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. What, what happens is when you, when you poke your head up as a groundhog, you see two, like, one groundhog and then, like, a little mole, and they're, they're walking together, and they, they kind of ignore you, but you see little figures sitting on top of them. And these figures have, like, a hat. One is made out of a hollowed-out pine cone, where, like, it has the pine cone layers to it, but it's, like, chopped off so they can wear it like a little, you know, wide-brimmed hat. And the other one has just sort of a, a hat made of, like, a bunch of leaves slapped together into a point that sort of flops over. The one on the groundhog looks over at you, and then looks back at the other one. He says, uh, Oi, do we bring three of them? And the other one is like, They're gonna dig, where they're gonna dig? Mm, I guess you're right. Yeah! And the groundhog and the mole just kind of scamper off away into the woods. As you see that go by, and then you, you like, you know, check your phone, and you're like, yeah. Oh, what else am I gonna do at my night? Oh, Pixie's <laughs> weird! That morning, you all wake up, and Felicity, you wake up to the text, Hugo, you probably also wake up to the text. I imagine Hugo puts his phone on like silent alert during the nighttime. But now everyone is starting to get in on the conversation. And Aiden says, do you want me to come over today? Bethany, first I go downstairs and I look, I look at my, I see if my meal was taken. The cheese sticks and the fruit sticks are both objectively good meals. The cheese is taken. Did you like open the fruit snacks and like put them on a, a plate or did you just leave a pack there? I think I opened them. I think it's, you know, it's like Santa Claus. I'm treating them like I, you know, like a kid would treat Santa Claus. Okay, yeah. So a couple of the snacks are gone. Not a lot of them. But the cheese is definitely gone. The milk is, seems untouched. Is it spoiled? It's as spoiled as much as like a milk left in a basement overnight would be. Like it's, it's warm and doesn't really smell that great anymore, but it's just milk. Is my note taken too? Your note is not taken. It is slightly tipped over. 
Um, yeah, I think I clean it up. I guess I text Aiden. Yeah, sure, but I don't want to, like, fight him or anything. I'd rather kind of get to know this one, because they seem kind of okay. She's like, I don't want to fight anyone. I was going to check on you. Yeah, sure. You guys haven't been to my house before. Yeah, Aiden is allowed to come over. So, Raven, you get a call. It's Aiden. She says, uh, I'm going to Bethany's. Do you want to come? Would that be okay? Like, does she know I'm coming? Well, <laughs> that's all she says, though. Yeah, I, if you can, like, only if I'm invited. I don't want it to be weird. Hasn't she, she been to Bethany's house before when they were younger? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She, yeah. probably all the time. She just says, I don't know, just, we should check it out if she's got fairies. Yeah, just, you know, make sure she knows that I'm coming. We're, like, cool now, but not so There's cool I can just now. show up unannounced, you know? Okay. I figured I would ask you if you wanted to come, and then if you didn't, I would just go by myself. But if you're okay going, then... Yeah, that makes sense. If you want to just let her know, I, I'll go. Yeah, all right. And she texts group effort, question mark, in the, like, the one with everybody. Uh, yeah, Agent Whitaker, what's the plan for the day? I assume we're going to investigate this. I mean, you're there, <laughs> Damien, on the chat. You, you get this text from Aiden, it says group yeah. effort. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, we were just going to be seeing Bethany anyway to train with her, so may as well redirect, do a bit of extermination if need be. Or we could make friends with it. If I, I said if need be. Either or, I'm really okay with. I cannot tell you how not keen I am to make friends with these fucking things. Oh, a lot of people in the group are pretty keen on making friends with everything they come across, so I, have a whole of, month I could go that way. Time. In my life, there's an entire month of lost time due to pixie dust inhalation. <laughs> Felicity is 100% going to try to make friends with it. Hugo, are you on board? Hugo does not respond. <laughs> I think Aiden waits. But does like, he show up? Yeah, she waits for He doesn't for show ten, up either. She waits for, no, she waits for 10 minutes in her apartment waiting for everyone to like thumbs up react to the, the message. And when like Hugo doesn't, she just like and goes over and like boom, 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 pounds on the door. Nice. <laughs> She's like, Hugo. What's Hugo, participate in the plot. <laughs> She's like, are you coming? I'll get there eventually. All right. Well, don't shut everyone out. And then she leaves. Also, does, does Bethany put the address in the chat? Bethany puts the address and her Snapchat. What is Felicity's ringtone? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like it's like the wind chimes. You know, like that really annoying one. It's like a little bit nice, but nobody uses it. It's that one. So you, you get a call from, from Director Damien. Hello, Director. Agent Felicity, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is accept. to join us on <laughs> an inspection tour of the Miller Estate. There appears to be some small critters running about, causing mischief. So we need to investigate and see what's going on. You you mean the thing that I just got in the group chat? Yes, exactly. That? That's that's our mission. Dope. Okay. Do you need anything? Maybe like a crepe would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can, We can supply a crepe. Let's go. I fully. Okay. I fully <laughs> expect Felicity to be like maybe a hug would be good. 
Oh, that too. A crepe is so much better. A crepe is so much better. Oh my god. At some point on the way to get Felicity, Damien and Whitaker have to go and stop for crepes. <laughs> oh lord. That you one said got me. Crepe? I oh, thought you said a crate. No, like, it's a crepe. Contain it. A no, dessert a pancake, Damien. <laughs> Damien just shows up with a box. <laughs> Here's your crate. Great idea. Oh my god. And poor Felicity's uh, hungry. <laughs> oh wow. Because I love that like she took do you need anything to be a quest of do you need literally anything in the world? <laughs> <laughs> and her mind went to crepes. Yes. This would be nice. I could use a crepe, you know. We're not in any rush. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's a leisurely Sunday because it's been yeah. a week. Yeah. So you guys stop. They for- stop at the Maple Leaf, and Raven was working overnight into the morning. Oh Lord, it's just, really? It's just exhausting. <laughs> it makes some crepes to go. It's like, oh, oh I'm almost off my ship. Are we? Are we meeting at Bethany's? Mm-hmm. You want? Yeah. Yeah. You look like you're a little tired. I'm just gonna go home and take a quick shower, and I'll meet you guys there. He tips the really well. are almost ready. Yeah. Tips like forty percent. <laughs> Bethany is meanwhile speed cleaning her house because people over in a while that like aren't her like mom's friends like you're prepping it for a Miller reception for company yeah oh yeah so like it's like a montage while you, like it's like you get cut between the scenes it's yeah like, yeah, yeah. we, like, we cut between standing in line for our and drinks. chilling and like laughing and then Bethany's like at home is like heavy metal music as she like shoves things yeah <laughs> it's it's like that flight of the bumblebee or whatever like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well a, a frantic bethany tidies the group of you slowly start to arrive aiden probably ports herself to the maple leaf because she knows you're working raven and then is like are you okay to drive you look tired i'm fine i've done this enough times it's not far all right i, I could drive if you want to like take a 10 minute in the passenger seat all right yeah that's fine we'll come back and get my car later I'll oh, just... no, I, I meant yours, but... Oh, either I... way, yeah. I'll just... And she gets in the passenger seat, like, hands yeah. over the keys. Okay. And be like, fair, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, you should rest a little. I mean, so... She's gonna do the thing where she's like, yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. And then as soon as they, like, pull out of the parking lot, she's, like, asleep against the window. Yeah, already asleep. <laughs> Takes, naps the whole way to <laughs> Bethany's house, and then wakes up and is fine. And so you all get there around the same time, except for Hugo, I guess. The Miller house is a, a lovely, well, do you want to chip in, Bethany? I'm picturing it as one of those places that has, like, a stone foundation and a lot of, like, nice front yard garden work. It is one of those houses that they, like, tried to kind of keep, like, looking very old and, you know, very of, like, a certain time, even if they built it very recently. Yeah, okay. I don't want to say all of the houses in Vernal Springs look the same. I think that that's not true. I think they all have to have, like, the same bigness, unfortunately, to them. But I think that... A lot of people, because I think it's still got some autumn balls quirk deep down inside. They all have, like, I think very different concepts of how they want to look fancy. Yeah. Um, Bethany's it's- family is very, like, Victorian house fancy. Like, we want to mm-hmm. very vintage and, you know. I like the idea that in Vernal Springs, most of the houses are new, but they're all grasping to try and seem old and, like, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have that, like, new money smell on it quite as bad. And, yeah, there's no cohesive design, which is, like, a thing autumn fallers will, like, hold against them. It's, like, at least in our town, all the 
houses looked like they were built by the same bunch of founding people like I think that like that and and, and like not to dive too far into Bethany's psyche I think while she I think in her heart is very much a, a lover of Autumn Falls I think the one things that she liked when she went to Little Springs was like almost the vast weird creativity people spent their money on because yeah you could have spent your money on something boring, so at least you spent it on something frivolous and, like, interesting looking, as opposed to something frivolous and boring. Right, 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 yeah. And again, that, like, uh, Vernal Springs, Autumn Falls, like, again, it's all, it's, it doesn't really have any substance to it. It's a great divide kind of deal. So, Miss Miller, she's at Roseanne Clay. Sunday is a big day for her. And Lydia has, like, gone to, like, hang out with her friends, so she's not around. So I don't do a thing where, like, I, I like, lie about everybody. I'm not making you do that this time, or at least for now. Nice. <laughs> How do you welcome everyone? Uh, Bethany opens the door and she says, hey, uh, come on in. She didn't expect to ever see everybody together at her house. She's not as bad off as Raven in terms of how Raven looks sleepy because she's put clearly a lot of concealer on. But if mm. she told you that she did not sleep since that happened and it stayed up doing her stupid like mental conspiracy bullshit, like you would not be, be like, that's a surprise. Do you need anything to eat or drink? Um, we have lemonade, we have apple juice, uh, just sparkling and still water. I would like some juice. Ghosty would like some maple syrup, please. Uh, oh, and uh, here are your bowl. crepes, Agent Felicity. Oh, thank you for my crepes. Would you like syrup for your crepes? <laughs> no, they're the kind with like the strawberry and the whipped cream, uh, you know? The syrup just ruins them at that oh, point. Oh, 100%. The sugar. Yeah. I pull everyone inside, or like, kind of like, like, mentally, or socially pull everyone inside, I don't, like, grab their hands. It's an old house, or they want to make it look like an old house, but it does still have, like, some of the trendier things, like, an open concept, like, kitchen, living room space. Like, right. Like, All the furnishings look kind of old, and, like, definitely your family goes antiquing, but, like, the layout is more modern in terms of, like, the height of the ceilings, and the ability to, like, see into different rooms from one room to another. They're big yeah. dog. They have it because they have that dog. Knows Raven. Uh, so immediately starts, like, I think, freaking out because uh, he missed Raven. He didn't know that she... Yeah, was... that's true. Um, so she's immediately kind of up and, and excited. Mm-hmm. And I grab uh, Felicity her juice and I guess pull, pour a small, like, kitty cup for uh, Ghosty, which I hand to both of them. Baker's um, very taken with the dog. And so is Aiden. There's, like, a trio of us, like, just sort of squatted around this dog. Like, that's good, because Raven is like me and is very awkward with dogs sometimes. He's just like, oh, hello, and, like, pats it, but doesn't know what to do, and dogs are freaking out excited, so she's super happy to let everyone else... (laughs) I like Uh, this moment between Agent Whitaker and Aiden, where, like, it's probably the first time they've had, like, a thing they've connected on, right, where she's, like scratching his belly and just like he said you're a dog and like Whitaker is also like he's a good boy yeah 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 yeah. and she like just gives you like a a huge smile like she's she's happy that you're happy in this moment oh that's cute Um, I think they did connect very briefly when they were buying suits together but that was more of like a cool that was like a like we're getting past the small talk thing like yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, this is like, this is real. Genuine emotion. <laughs> I need to know, are the Millers the type of family where their, like, their stairway has pictures of the kids in chronological order going yeah, as they, down? Yeah, as oh, they get older. Yeah, good. they definitely are. At first, you're like, why do they have five pictures of the same kid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because every time a new Miller sister was born, 
kind of look the same as a baby. So like, we <laughs> <laughs> really do. Yeah, at, like I think there's like I'm like pictures when like, they're all like in middle school, where we start to be like, look at those wild personalities. That's when they clearly start separating out. They have a lot of Halloween photos, but like I do like the concept of Bethany. Like as she's getting older, they started from like very cute costumes to like slightly less cute costumes of like mm, Bethany. I don't know where you're going with this. Are like the Millers like big into Halloween? Is that like one of the things they always take like family photos of? Yes, and I think Bethany especially. When Whitaker is all up on the dog, there's this rare moment of Damien being the one who's focused on the mission and Whitaker <laughs> being the one who's easily distracted. Uh-huh. So Damien calls him out on it and it's like, well, when you're done with that, Whitaker, we need to focus on the mission. We need to investigate this house. <laughs> Whitaker gives him a look like, what the fuck just happened? Whitaker doesn't even look at Damien. He just looks up and stares into the middle distance. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> like, and like, <laughs> that's when Aiden like puts her hand on his hand and it's just like, he's a cute dog. He is. He's a cute dog I've ever seen. Yeah. So at the second, she hands Felicity and go see the maple syrup and the juice. I think almost subconsciously, Bethany has grabbed a second cup of maple syrup and juice, and she just, without noticing, just hands them over to Damien automatically. Whether he oh, just- I feel so much better. <laughs> Thank you. Miss Miller, Raven? formalities aside, do you have any samples of that dust left? We can, I can send it up to the labs to get it analyzed, see if it's the uh, same sort of pixies we had to deal with. Yeah, uh, I have a bottle upstairs, and the creature was downstairs. Where did you want to start? Raven's going to ask if she can have some coffee, and then do the thing where she's like, is everything still in the same place? Yeah? And then she'll just, like, go into the cabinet, and, like, she's just going to make some coffee while everyone else starts the uh, investigation. I want there to be a mug that has, like, a little blackbird on it that Bethany's mom... Mm -hmm. For Raven, for because Raven kept would come over and ask for tea or coffee all the time. So Bethany's mom started just getting her a mug so she like wouldn't feel awkward about taking one of their mugs. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Raven just instinctually like creeps through the cabinet to find that mug. Sees it is still there, uses it. So you guys are gonna split up to look for clues. Whoever is gonna go in a group, someone pick and roll investigate mystery. Director Damien. Adrian Felicity, we're gonna while everyone goes to the basement, we're going to investigate the out. Okay. Whitaker's gonna go upstairs to get the bottle that Bethany mentioned and also just to look around. All right. And Aiden will go look in the basement. Raven, where are you going? Uh, Once Raven gets her coffee, she's gonna follow Aiden. Hugo's gonna sigh and it cuts to him looking at his closet and his bike wheel, grabs it off the rack and then cuts away. (laughs) Very good. A good boy. I'm going to let Aiden investigate this mystery. Aiden has no sharp, so she got a four. Oh, I was going to offer to help out, but I could only get you a plus one at the best. So when she goes downstairs with you, Raven, and you guys start looking around, she asks Bethany first. She's like, how much can we like shift around down here when we're looking? Bethany, I think for a moment, actually, she looks really uncomfortable. It's kind of all junk. Don't worry about it. If you want to describe it, that's fine. Aiden's going to look around it with Raven and see if they can yeah. find signs of what's going on. Their basement is one of those, it's like half storage <laughs> space, half like little hangout spot. There is like a board almost of like blue ribbons and like pictures and stuff. Jamie's got like these like math competition and like debate competition. You got like a million blue ribbons. Bethany has almost the same subjects as Jamie, notably less. Whereas all the other sisters kind of have like their own little things of like, 
one of them does still does math leads, but also does like a lot of like kind of researchy shit. And like they all seem to have like different interests, except for I think Bethany and like Jamie, where there's like very similar like competitions and participations. But it seems like Jamie's stuck with it and has like a million ribbons. And Bethany has like she has like a fine amount, but she is not like the overachiever clearly that her older sister is. As Aiden is moving around, because she rolled so poorly on her uh, investigative move thing, on a fail, she reveals something to the monsters. It's kind of fun. I think at one point, because you said the Millers are super into Halloween, right? She's moving around. She's doing the thing. She opens a closet that probably, maybe not you, Bethany, but another Miller sister or even, you know, Elaine had like stuffed a bunch of Halloween things into and not packed it really well. So when she opens this thing, it's like one of those like things like pops out. And of course it's Aiden. So she's just like, whoa, bam. And like punches through it, flash of her wings and everything. And it's like, she's stuck there with this thing totally ruined. Her fist through it like glowing gold and then awkwardly like immediately stops glowing and kind of like looks back at Raven real sheepishly like, oh no. Raven's just gonna gasp, see if Bethany noticed, and then rush up and try and, like, shove it back in the closet. I just feel like, shh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, shh. I can buy them a new one. It's fine. We're just shoving it back in the closet. So they're just making a bunch of noise being very obvious downstairs. <laughs> Upstairs crew, where are you at? It's like, well, I'm like, oh, I'll grab it. Bethany starts walking to her room, but, like, like Whitaker is free to follow. Yeah, he'll follow. I mean, he's being polite about it, like, if it looks like. Yeah. And she got, like, you know, the, all the rooms with little door signs that are, like, so-and-so's room, so-and-so's rooms. Jamie's room is there, but, like, it's, like, an office at this point. And Bethany's room is fucking messy. It is not, like. Oh, she didn't complete her, her hasty. Things are falling job. out of the drawers. She's got a lot of posters. She clearly went through several different phases of her life. She's got a lot of, like, angsty teen posters, but then she's got a lot of, like, more recent, like, she's got a lot of Avengers posters. She's a. Clearly a big Avengers fan, big into that, big into some DC stuff. And she also has like two dressers, like a little dress desk and dressers. And that's only important because there are pictures of her when she was baby and little baby Raven hanging out a little bit. Camp and like, those are clearly pictures that like her mom was like, you have to keep these. (laughs) And so she kind of keeps them around even though they're in the back. And I think the other part of her dresser, there's pictures of her from college. And in a lot of the pictures, especially in, like, the formals, she is there, and she is standing with a guy. And he is taller. He has kind of, like, this dark mess of wavy hair. Very tan skin. He's very, like, he's a pretty handsome dude. She has her arm around him, and they just look, like, incredibly happy together. Who's the lad? Oh, that's my ex, Brent. I would throw away the photos, but my hair looks really good in them. And it felt too 16 year olds old to, like, cut my face out of them or cut his face out of them. I felt like that was too, too you know, high school teen movie. Too high school cliche, he says, looking around at all the band <laughs> posters. That was a little too much for you. That seemed like somehow I was I was hurtling past the line uh, when usually I just kind of step over it. Uh, but she grabs the blue stuff and she, she like kind of holds it. She's like, this is all I could get. Uh, most of it was in my nose. The first time, not the second time. Hey, Miss Miller, never do lines of anything you don't know. Don't do lines of anything, actually. It never ends up well. <laughs> That's agent lesson number one. If I catch you doing that again, you are not coming to this agency. Thanks for letting me describe my room. Uh, I'm really- <laughs> 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 letting me dig into like the real emotional like, kind of stuff Bethany's still feeling. You could tell like the little like broom she put in front of her closet handles is like strained and she's worried it'll like fall open. 
Major Whitaker, you have a bottle or a vial. It's, it's a Tupperware. It's Bethany. Tupperware, it's not, okay. Tupperware. She's alchemist. Yeah, a Tupperware of blue dust. Felicity and Damien are Edgecrest agents. Excellent. So Damien is going to open up his briefcase and pull out a leash. And he's going to put it around his neck. He's going to hand the other end to Felicity. He's going to whoop and then turn into, <laughs> now technically the best animal to turn into would be a bloodhound. But having just recently seen the pit bull, right. he's going to turn into a pit bull to go <laughs> sniff for clues okay. outside. Uh, because that's where he saw them riding on the groundhogs. Roll to investigate. So, <laughs> I want uh, Damien to believe that he's doing this, but I also have an ability where I can attune my mind to a monster a minion and find out exactly where it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I like uh -huh. this so Good. much. Oh, Good. So I want him to feel like this is him spelling it out. So yeah. can I roll to help? Well, is your thing a roll, Felicity? Yeah, it's roll plus weird. Okay. Or I guess I'm not really helping if she knows the answer. What would you get? I got a 12. Okay, Damien, I still want you to roll to investigate a mystery, because that lets you ask more questions, so. Okay. Oh, on a plus 10, uh, 10 plus, I hold three. How's it looking there, Bloodhound? How'd you do there, Damien? Did you uh, also fail? Six minus one plus one is still six, so that's a fail. <laughs> I love it. I love that the first, like, mystery slash monster case I give you guys that has nothing to do with angels and demons, the angel and demon are shitting the bed hard. <laughs> so good. Felicity, ask your questions. Okay, number one, where is the creatures right now? You are sort of letting Damien just pull you along and like you're taking small steps behind him because he's going kind of slow and you do your vision thing because you're like, I wonder if magic could, <gasps> you know, and like <laughs> you get a vision and you see the, the yard itself. For a moment, you can kind of see through the manicured lawn and you see a network of tunnels that go underneath the lawn and then spiderweb and spread out towards the forest and the other neighborhood gardens and things like that. And you can see down there with this vision, little people, tiny persons, gnomish little things with like pointy ears and little rosy noses riding around on badgers. There's one like riding a skunk. There's one on a mole digging critters. What's your other question? So I get two more. My second one is what is it planning to do right now? You see a group of them meeting in like a big burrow that's a little deeper than the rest of the tunnels. And one of them seems to be giving a speech and talking and the others are all kind of murmuring and nodding their heads. And some of them that have beards are like stroking them and being like, rawr, rawr, rawr. so they're having some sort of meeting. And the, the one talking is like pounding his fist on a podium. <laughs> they're clearly organizing is what I'm going to say for the answer to that one. Okay. Third one, how can I attract their attention? Okay, so that's the easy part because Damien's going to do it for you. Perfect! <laughs> Damien, as you are sniffing, 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 you do get a scent of something. You're not a dog, so you don't actually know how to like track things through smell. So yeah. <laughs> you're just like, hmm, what's that smell? Sniff, 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 sniff. And 
you nuzzle your nose into the ground a little too hard and your head goes straight through one of these tunnels or whatever and you see right nose to nose with you is a, a badger and on the back of the badger is one of these little gnome people uh and he's like Wah! and you're kind of like and like and gloop yourself into your like goo form and then kind of stand up as human damien and reveal yourself felicity you see the little hole there with like this badger head and the little guy like uh, <laughs> they're just both screaming at each other like oh, oh, oh my god damien you found them now for the next step which is friendship the little, the little badger guy looks over at you felicity sees that you see him and is like ah, 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 and nudges the sides of his badger and the badger quickly like crawls out of the hole, scurries a couple feet, and then <sighs> digs its way down into the tunnels. Like, no, 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 we want to be your friend! Come back! <laughs> Meanwhile, Raven, you and Aiden are down in the thing trying to, like, close that closet with all the Halloween decorations, and it's like, each time you try and close the door, you hear that, like, meh, 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 meh. it's like it's not going well. You, like, can't close it. Because it was so, like, tightly packed. And she's just like, I'm just going to go tell Bethany what happened. And when she turns around, she suddenly stops. And when you turn around, she's, like, frozen there. Her glow is back again. And you see on the mantle a little hooded figure who has a, a little bow and arrow drawn and pointed at you. Another one next to him. This one is in a little green cloak that has a button made of an acorn. You know, just little, little sprites. And, um... The one with the bow says, you can't kick us out of here, Angel. And Aiden is just like, I'm not here to kick you out. Raven? Raven's going to stop trying to shove the closet closed and like take a step closer to Aiden. Raven's going to like kind of put her hands up a little bit as like a, I am not threatening to you type of thing. Look at Aiden and look at the little creatures and just be Mm -hmm. like, whoa, hello. And the, the little one in the blue cloak says, no fair calling an extra help, human. Referring to Aiden. <laughs> hey, we just, we're not trying to get rid of you. We just wanted to see who you are and get to know you a little better. See if you need anything, how many there are of you. That's all. The green hooded figure, when you, you're talking more, Raven, they pull their head back and they say, Birdie? What? It's her! Yeah, Sasha, it's her! And they, like, start shaking the blue hooded one. And she's kind of like, stop it! You're gonna make me let go! Stop stop it! Stop it! And, like, they put their arrow back in their quiver and shoulder their bow. And she peers at you, and she's like, are you a miller? Nope. Quickly turns her head back at the other one. And uh, they're like, she's a friend of the millers! She was here all the time, a long time ago, when I was little! And the blue one is kind of like, are you a miller? And like says that to Aiden. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm a recent friend of the millers. And the blue one is like, I'm not going to speak to anyone who isn't a miller. And kind of puts their hood back on and like a huff. <laughs> I've known the millers for a long time. And the blue one kind of just turns around and like folds her arms like, I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> and the green one is like, Bertie, could you get Bethany? Maybe then we can explain what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go find her. She, and as you're, like, going up the stairs, she's like, I'm glad you can see us again. Yeah, me too. 
She's gonna go up the stairs to try to find Bethany. She's like, she's running up the stairs, kind of like Bethany. Bethany. Bethany hears this, and first thought is panic because Raven's found her diaries that she keeps kind of like in like the Bethany box of storage. She's like, God damn it! Trying to keep that a secret. I'm so sorry. I was, I was in a time teenagers. You got feelings that. What was your thing actually? First, what was your thing? No, no, Miss Miller, go right ahead. What, what was your thing? No, complete your thought. I gotta get downstairs. It sounds like there's an emergency. <laughs> I think we found them. Well, we found them. They talk. You might want to come downstairs. All right. Bethany hurries on down. I'll, yeah, and we'll follow her. Aiden has lowered her glow again. She's just like, we found them. They're right there. <laughs> the, the blue one turns around and sees you, Bethany, and like whips a finger out and points at you and says, you're not going to get in the way again, are you? Get in the way? I mean, why don't we talk about what I would get in the way of so I don't happen to do that for you? Also, did you like my fruit snacks? I did leave those, and you didn't really finish them? The green one raises her hand. I like the cheese you left out. Oh, that's good. That's also an acceptable play. <laughs> you left out snacks for them? My blood sugar was, according to my mom, very low, and so I figured that theirs might be as well. Takes as much work to scare someone as it does to be scared. Bethany, though. <laughs> and Whitaker, I'll say this. These don't look like the fairies that you had to deal with at the agency. Those were more sure. of like a, a Slavic, horrible corruption of like a tooth fairy type of thing. They did uh, not have intelligent speech. <laughs> and and they like had that. wings. And these, these don't. They're just tiny people with little pointed ears and, like I said, kind of sprightly features. The green one says, so... We're kind of in the middle of a, a turf war. And uh, yeah, Sirsha here is kind of leading, leading the fight. And the blue hooded one takes her hood off again. And you can see her eyes just have this energetic, like fiery energy to them. And she's like, I almost had him last night. And then you showed up and spooked me and I let him go. And <laughs> she's kind of like dressing you down, Bethany. Like, how dare you interfere with my efforts to try and help you? <laughs> What exactly were you trying to do last night? And she, she stops, and in like a big huff, she's like, I am trying to keep your house from being taken over. Oh, okay. Bethany takes off her like shoes, and she sort of sits down. So she's at the height of them. They're on like a mantle on like the downstairs fireplace that like is never used, but she it's sits, She sits so that she, it is better, so that she, they know that she is here to be, be open and honest with them. Let's start from the beginning. Who is fighting against you in this turf war, and when did it begin, exactly? The green one, she also takes her hood off, and she has more of like a super light blonde hair. It spikes out in an unnatural way that makes her hair kind of resemble a dandelion head. It's, it's got that like just fuzzy, puffy nature to it. And she says, I'm Denna Relum. I'm part of the Relum clan. We've been here for, well, a long time. Sisha <laughs> lets her guard down a little bit and says, I'm Sisha Greymont. I'm adopted. <laughs> Dennis, like... We stand. We stand. Yeah, she's like, yeah, we found Sisha and brought her into the clan a few years ago, but she's been doing a real great job finding us food and helping us stay here and, and, and look after the house for you. But we've got a problem. The Bogologs are back. Where are they back from exactly? Well, I don't know. They used to live here a long time ago, I guess. 
back on the old house that was on the foundation. When that house got knocked down, they went away. And then when this house got built up, my family moved in. But now the Bogologs are back and they want the house and they're trying to get rid of you. You surely must have noticed. They, that would make, that would make a lot of sense. I take it they're the ones causing my sister's phone to break. And all sorts of other stuff. And when she says that, we're going to cut over to Damien and Felicity. You guys are out in the yard. What are you doing? Felicity's on the ground trying to dig. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the friends expert, Agent Felicity. So I'm going to uh, defer to your expertise on this one. I'm, I'm uh, digging through the ground. And I'm going, no, come back! Ghosty leaps off your shoulder, Felicity. And he dives into that hole and scurries through the tunnel network, which you can't see anymore, but you imagine that's where he went. And a little few feet out ahead, he pops his head up through the dirt and then crawls out of the hole and just starts hopping up and down and pointing at the hole that he crawled out of. <laughs> so you guys go over, you start to dig away at this hole in the yard. And it's easy. The sod comes up like it was just laid down by like a landscaper, which it hasn't been. It's just been tunneled so much underneath that it's like very easy to pull it away. And as you do, it kind of has like a little cave in effect. And you just hear a group like growing like, <laughs> and what you're faced with is a little town meeting style gathering of these little critters that have the, the pine cone hats and a couple of them have like mushroom hats that they're wearing. And these, again, they just seem to be these little people with like sprightly ears and, and little sprite faces. And they're all sort of sitting there as you interrupt their meeting. And this older one with like a big fluffy mustache so much so that you can't really see his mouth when he talks. You just see the mustache kind of moving. It says, Worm! You didn't see nothing. And the rest of the group does like a group head turn to him, head turn to you. They just keep repeating that. <laughs> the one beside him comes over and he says, Ah, boss, she can see us. And this is the one that was like riding the badger before. And he says, What? Wow. I know. <laughs> just like extends a tiny hand. <laughs> All right. He shakes your finger. <laughs> Yes. Nice to meet you. Are you a miller? We are fierce allies of the millers. We love them. <laughs> and he says, <clears throat> Right. And snaps his fingers, and they all just, Wah! And they pull out little shovels and pickaxes <laughs> and like, <laughs> little things. And they start no, no, charging out of the hole at you guys. We're not the millers, you change our mind. <laughs> and some of them like, like, hop on to like badgers and like, yeah, yeah, and the badger like starts to come at you. And so now you have like all these little burrowing critters that are like chasing you down, basically out of the yard and into the house. Unless you want to stay and fight them, but. No, I would like to <laughs> run away, please. Okay. <laughs> Damien will follow suit as a suited man, but with the leash still on. So you guys run in, you basically climb the deck, you're being pelted with like rocks and clods of dirt and things. None of it's really hurting you at all, but it's just like, there's a lot of it. And so you're filthy by the time you like get in the door, like <laughs> close the door. And you just see them all like on their different little critter mounts and the guy with the mustache who has like a red floppy hat that he wears. He just like holds a, a flag up that has a, a log on it, a little crew drawing up a log and kind of like waves it back and forth. And you see all of them like, <laughs> they're like celebrating because they like drove you away. 
we'll cut back down to downstairs. Denna, who's the green cloaked little little sprite, says, "Yeah, the bogalogs, they're um, they're not nice." <laughs> <laughs> you think? Oh wait, I'm not down there. You're not there yet, but. Bye. <laughs> they're trying to get you to leave. We don't want you to leave. Why would they want us to leave? They think it's their house. Oh, are they the same species as you? I want to kind of get like size up what's happening here because if they're like giants, my thought is maybe instead of being eaten, I would do better to just move out with my family. I pick and choose my battles, and giants is kind of where oh, along with um, along with spiders, that's where we the millers kind of tap out there where uh, no spiders and no giants kind of thing. If there's giant people, you leave. Aiden comes up beside you, looks at Sirsha and Denna, and says, "Are are you all small folk?" And Sirsha nods militarily. Yep. They're another clan. They used to live in the forest because they left this house. Now they're trying to come back like they own it. They don't own it. This is a miller's house. We got to defend it. She says to you, Bethany. Without interference. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little sass pot, so. That's so cool of you. I really appreciate how much effort you are putting into keeping this house intact in the way that you want it to. It shows a lot of dedication and it shows a lot of drive towards a goal, uh, especially uh, putting me to sleep in order to manage and continue your goals. All right, all right, listen. I didn't know you knew about angels and stuff. You brought an angel in here. What am I supposed to think? You're trying to exercise us or something. To be completely fair, I also would have preferred that I didn't know about angels. Aiden looks at you with a raised eyebrow. Okay, I'm standing right here. I, I'm fine knowing you because you are much more than just a, the species that you are. Um, but the fact that I know that you exist as a supernatural being is something that sometimes I wish I just never got into so I could continue sadly working my life at Starbucks until I eventually got a research position and eventually got a job that I'd be unhappy in. Anyway. Then I nod. It's like, sounds nice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind, of the, kind of the suburban lifestyle I was always thinking of having. But now I'm in this whole monster hunting thing that might actually be a passion, and I hate thinking about that. Anyway. Speaking of monster hunting that might be a passion, might not. Hugo, have you arrived yet? Where are you at? Has it been about an hour? It probably has been an hour since, like, Aiden knocked on your wall and was like, are you coming or not? Because then, like, she ported to the restaurant, and then they made crepes, and then they all left from there and drove over, and they've been looking around. So, yeah. Okay, he's, he's probably there by now. I think you arrive. The front door is locked. Do you go around back? <laughs> He goes to the front door and just knocks on it. Actually, is there a doorbell? Yeah, there is. He totally presses the doorbell. The Millers have one of those long doorbells, too. Yeah, I was like, no, do, 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 do. It's pretty bad. As it goes, you see Denna puts her head up and, like, goes and hides behind, like, one of the little trophies on the mantelpiece or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's probably, that's probably a delivery person or maybe Hugo. Um, he's... Uh, He's very cool. They cautiously, like, come out. Denna, like, looks over at you, Raven. I hate that thing. She's, like, kind of shaking. <laughs> like, the sound is almost, like, making her shake. <laughs> Raven leans in and, like, fake whispers, like, yeah, me too. I always thought it was really tacky. Whitaker leans in. So, uh, is it, like, just the, the sound bothers you, or is it, like, do bells actually ward you off? Sirsha gives you a look. And it's just like, 
It's loud noises. We don't like loud noises. That's fair enough. I answer Felicity, the door. Damien, you guys see Bethany coming up from the basement. You've just escaped a brush with the Bogalog tribe of small folk. Ah. Felicity, grab the others. I gotta make a flag. And you see him constructing a Miller flag. <laughs> and he's got a Sharpie and he's just writing Miller on uh-huh. it to start to wave in front of the... Okay. I imagine like a sliding glass door is the back Yeah, that's but... what it is. It's like sliding okay. glass door to the back porch. Yeah, Bethany, Bethany walks up. Did, does she, do, I see, do I see them? You like, see Damien furiously constructing a flag and Felicity yeah. looking covered in dirt and a little like rattled. There are tiny men on tiny animals and they're throwing dirt at us and they have tiny shovels and they're trying to attack us. Okay, okay, okay. So some tiny men tried to garden you. Okay, take a second. Damien, what the fuck are you doing? Well, they asked us if we were Millers and I said that we were staunch allies and they attacked us and they clearly have a flag. So I'm making a Miller flag. Situations in which I feel like I am being one of the most competent people are situations with this group that genuinely frighten me. You know what? You're right. You hired the Edgecrest Agency. I should be following your instructions. Write down everything. Shoves the flag back in his briefcase. I'm just gonna... Look, just don't incite more war than there already is. There's a war, by the way. And I kind of like hurry to the door. I open the door and I'm like, oh, thank God. Hi, Hugo. Bethany is over it. How are you? Are you having a good Sunday? Are you good? Hugo, I don't think that I should be the one in charge of these situations. Her hair is like starting to frizz. Her makeup is smeared. Thank you for being everything that you are. She kind of like reaches out to take his hand to like kind of like take him inside. There's a war going on in my house with one side is what's called small folk, which are exactly what they sound like, which is nice. And then the second might be small folk, but they also might be giants because with everything that's been going on in the Miller household, it's probably fucking giants or spiders or giant spiders. Just come in, go. I appreciate your stability, <laughs> at least the stability that you seem to present, despite the fact that it was possible that you were also not doing so well inward and you were just better at projecting a sense of stability about these situations. You know, I appreciate that about you. So he, he looks right at her. That is a cold read. And he <laughs> walks inside. Oh, that's so good. Close the door behind him. <laughs> Here's what happens. Because... Felicity, you yelled, there are men in the backyard throwing dirt at us, right? That was something you exclaimed. (laughs) When Saoirse hears that, she uh, looks at at you, Whitaker, and does a quick, like, up and down, sizes you up, and, like, you were asking about, like, what hurts you guys, and she's like, are you a soldier? Yeah. She takes, like, a couple steps back from the mantle, and then leaps, and, like, lands on your shoulder, puts the, like, bow around her shoulder, and pulls out a tiny little sword, and is like, Let's go! And like, <laughs> points at the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's fucking adorable, isn't it? All right, let's go. Aiden holds her hand out for Denna to hop into, and she's like, we gotta go! And so they like, the two of them like, run up the stairs. <laughs> so Hugo, after Bethany's like, panicked ramble at you at the door, and then inviting you inside, you see Agent Whitaker coming up the stairs with a little tiny sprite on his shoulder, uh, followed by Aiden, who's like, cupping another tiny hooded sprite in her hands 
Do you remember and then that probably scene? a very like distressed Raven? <laughs> Do you remember that scene from Community where he walks in with a thing of pizza and there's fire everywhere? <laughs> yeah. That's the vibe right now. Yeah. That's the vibe. Constantly. Once you guys come up from the basement and join them in like the foyer that connects to the kitchen. When they ahead. come up, Whitaker says, Welcome to war, Mr. Rashad. Are you with us or against us? <laughs> And you see the little blue, white-haired sprite on his shoulder points their sword at you, like, expecting an answer. <laughs> Join the Miller Alliance. What has happened here? <laughs> Felicity comes in, and she's taking the dirt that they've thrown at her and put it on her face. Yes, like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> And she's like, Miller, Miller, <laughs> Miller. Oh, my God. Aiden. Let's Denna hop off her hand onto like another set of drawers so she can kind of navigate the house the way she's used to and comes over to Hugo and like, you're a little tall in her. So she looks up at you and she's like, you could have come this morning. Ready to catch up? It's a good <laughs> thing I didn't, honestly. <laughs> what? There's a turf war. Turf uh, war! And there are sprites and critters. Critters is said with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Searsha has hopped off your shoulder, Whitaker, or rather like slid down your sleeve or something like that and hopped onto the kitchen counter. And she runs over. And like the way they move is odd. She has uh, a little staff or her bow, actually, rather, that she's using to like hook onto things and then like pick herself up and like leap and swing and do little like jumping acrobatic things. She'll run over to the bottom of a, a set of cupboards and crack the cupboard open a little bit and then hop inside the cupboard, then scurry up and climb like a bottle of disinfectant, leap from there onto the paper towel <laughs> roll, and then from there like balance on the cupboard as it kind of swings open slightly, Ooh. run over, do a pull up on the countertop, actually get onto the counter as the cupboard then swings back closed again. It's like done in a way that like if you blinked you'd miss her and that's how how sprites work they they move around when you're not paying attention and, i love uh, the borrowers that was my favorite movie yeah <laughs> and so whitaker says aloud <laughs> yeah eventually denna and Sirsha are now peering outside the the kitchen window which has some like succulents and things just sort of around it and they see the like little group of other small folk that have now like left the deck and have gone back and are leaving and burrowing down into the ground through their tunnels. As they're leaving, you see the badgers are not hiding their tracks, but like as they go, they also kick back some of the dirt and sod so that it just looks like a regular gopher hole or that like something has gone through and like ruined the rose bush. So it's like not leaving a super, super obvious trail of devastation behind them. Sirsha just kind of grits her teeth and looks out. She's like, those bogalogs. Always coming in here, ruining the yard. Who do they think they are? Just like muttering to herself. And uh, Denna turns back to all of you. She says, the longer you guys stay here and don't respond to their annoying nuisance magic, they're going to get more desperate. Can we just home alone them? You know, like on Home Alone where they set a bunch of weird traps and it's like super kooky and fun. We could just do that. Do they just hate loud noises? Is that their only thing? What else do you guys hate? <laughs> Yeah, what else are you not about? Denna goes to, like, start talking, and Sisha dead arms her. Don't tell them everything, idiot! Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Denna's just like, ow! Oh, all right. We shouldn't tell you everything. 
Not here anyway. And Aiden says, you said we, is it just the two of you? And Dennis says, uh, well, no, it's my whole family. We're the Realm clan. Saoirse nods as she's like thinking. And she says, oh, did you just put it together, Damien? Yes. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Figuring it out. Someone connect the dots for my. Uh, you'll, you'll see it when I type it later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had it spelled wrong in my notes, but now it's spelled correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Saoirse says, uh, we should talk to the matriarch. She'll know whether she wants to accept your help or not. This is our fight. And normally it would be against the rules for us to accept help from the Millers. Is there, a, do, are we going to meet with the matriarch or are you separately? Denna says, you definitely should meet with her. I guess you could bring your friends. Do you have any, like, of your culture that we should respect or anything that we should keep in mind? Especially if you've been helping out my house for so many years. Well, well you know, we, we try to give back and help the community of the Miller house. So, yeah. Well, we're doing this. Can you take me to the clock in the living room? Yeah, I, I, I hold out a hand. When she steps on your hand, she's almost, like, shy about it. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm Miller. So she, like, hops in your hand and then, like, points at her staff, like, over there. And so you go to the clock, and it's, like, an old grandfather clock you guys, you know, have had for a while. It's been in your family for a long time. And she says, up at the top. So you kind of, like, just hold her up, and she climbs on the molding and gets to the very tippy top of it. And then she wraps on the, like, some of the molding that's at the top of this clock for a second, and then presses a tiny little wooden button. And you wouldn't notice it if you were looking at this thing. It's so like seamless with the the wood grain. And when she does that, it begins to chime. And instead of chiming the like a clock, it's like, like the mechanisms of the clock are kind of creaking and twisting. And when that happens, you hear more little skittering. And all around the Miller household, things like salt shakers are pushed to the side and little people in cloaks kind of step out. And behind wall sockets, they like, and more people like hop out and step out. And even the cupboards, like some cupboards creak open and like little people drop down in a line. And uh, above the fireplace, behind one of the the pictures of uh, your family, steps an older looking woman of the small folk and she's got longer ears than the rest of them and her hair is done up in a little bun it's like brown hair with like a one white streak through it she's joined by a a tall taller you know taller in their scale gentleman and he's got a goatee that's brown he's like shaved head but he's wearing a little straw hat that's like kind of tilted to the side it's woven from like tiny pieces of grass and things and when she steps out and all these people, all these little small folk gather in a circle in front of the hearth, Denna waves. Hey, mom. The woman has like a wooden staff and you can see on the base of it is like the beginnings of like a Popsicle brand logo, right? <laughs> then it's like carved up into this like nice ornate thing with like a bird at the top. And she says, Bethany of the Millers. All the little small folk say at the same time, 
Bethany of the Millers. And they all like take a knee, like, <laughs> like, well, you know, like a... gonna do it too. <laughs> okay. Bethany, yeah. of, Bethany the of the Millers. Yep. So David and Felicity do it too. <laughs> and so the woman says, I am Aerith Relum, matriarch of the Relum clan. We have been protectors of the Millers for as long as any of us can remember. Did you just get it, Maddie? <laughs> I love it. The staggered realization. <laughs> That's beautiful. And she, she says, we are engaged in a brutal conflict with invaders, old, residents of this place who abandoned their foundation when the house was taken away. We will not let them stand in our place. She says to you, Bethany, will you help us find a peace? Um, can I have a second to think? And Bethany slowly kind of bows her head in like apology and she, she goes, she goes up to her room. No, I love this, but stop there, right? So Bethany just is like, I need to think and like apology bows and then like leave the room. And we're going to cut away to the forest and we see badgers slowly digging their way out of tunnels and a bunch of the other small folk of the Bogalog tribe gathering in this little glen where there's like mushroom seats that they come up and sit on and other like little holes, like knots in the root of trees that they go and sit in. And meanwhile, the one with the red floppy hat and the mustache rides on his gopher or like groundhog and then gets up on a little stump and the one with the white beard around his neck and the pine cone hat stands at his side and he says, Bogalogs! They all have little, like, stick and wood blocks that they, like, pound. And he says, We have been wronged! And they're all like, The realms are on our land! And it belongs to the Bogalog tribe! And they're all like, Bogalog! They're, like, waving little flags and stuff. And, like, the gophers and things are, you know, chittering along with them. And he says, However! They have employed a demon in their fight against us. We cannot let this stand. Yeah, yeah. The realms have stooped too low. We will need to rise above them. Yeah. We need a troll. And the Bogologs are all like, pounding on their wood blocks. As we pull away, the sound becomes not the like fervent chorus of a, an army at war, but just the sound of acorns dropping in the forest. And that's where we're gonna end tonight's session. Oh my God. So we're moving out of the house. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm very bad at it. Flip Relim around. Relim. Im. That's very important. <laughs> there it is. That's the look of recognition. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I love that. <laughs> so cute. Dire badgers. Yeah. It's a cute monster mystery this time. <laughs> I love it. It was until 
Until troll. Troll could mean anything. <laughs> troll could be guys. whatever. True. Troll could be probably cute. bad. It could be we'll like see. a two foot tall troll. <laughs> 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 the badminton <laughs> giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.